It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Alex Ray here Mark Wilson sometimes known as the mushroom But after listening to the first part of the show I had a tweet in here Mark Someone wants to know William says is Mark now known as the magic mushroom (laughs) (laughs) Very good Uh, Just covers (laughs) off uh, the watch story For anyone who's just joined us I'll need to put that on social media I'll need to get a clip of that put up Too good not to share Um, Gordon Dielsen, Mirren nil Motherwell won at the break Would Jim Goodwin be tempted into a dramatic Half-time introduction of Eamon Brophy To come on and save the day? Uh, I don't think he will, Gordon. Uh, personally, I don't think it would do any harm because I just don't see the spark that and the energy that I was talking about before the, the game from middle to front. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gives it 15, 20 minutes, looks for a response from his half-time talk because he's certainly not going to be happy with the performance. Munner will shoot out of sight. You know, you're looking at another two great chances. Tony Watts must have an unbelievable header. He should put that in the back of net. Devani Cole, for me, should score and then gets his goal from the corner kick. Uh, and Graham Alexander will be saying, look, more same than the second half. Let's get, let's get some more chances. Let's put them in the back of the net. And the three points are here for Motherwell if they want them. The little worry, and Roger did say that, you know, if you've not won for so long, you're down there scrapping at the bottom of the table. You tend to think, right, can we just hold on to this 1-0? I think that's a dangerous game to play. But I do believe that if they keep playing the way they're going about their business, there are more goals here for Motherwell. Goal flashes with Top Scaffolding. For the top team in scaffolding, visit topscaffolding.co.uk. Design, quote, deliver. Interesting second 45 minutes Coming up Roger Hanna Mark Wilson Alex Ray Whichever one of you Has got the least amount Of McGee's pie In your mouth You can answer the question Well Alex splitting between McGee's pie And some of these biscuits He's he's thoroughly enjoying I have to say It is a big 45 minutes coming up And you know We naturally We focus on Graham Alexander His first game In charge of Motherwell This afternoon But it's big For St Mirren as well Because they have Underachieved dramatically In the first half And you look at people Like Kel McAllister Kel McAllister When I've seen St Mirren A lot this season you know, it's been Connolly one side and Dermis the other, or it's been Connolly one side and Mason the other, and McAllister's been restricted to a substitute's role, getting 10 minutes here and 15 minutes there. Jim Goodwin's given him the start this afternoon, and he'll be looking for Kyle McAllister to provide more because he's one of the more creative players. Yeah, as Daz says, I mean, Motherwell probably should have been further ahead, but like, it would not surprise me if St Mirren nicked one. Looking at their players going forward, you know, the boy Connolly... You know, absolutely rapid. I didn't actually think he was that quick. You know, you've got Erwin up there. Obviously, he's you've got Brophy, the option to come on. He'll be looking to make an instant impact. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Mother uh, St. Mirren get one goal back into this. It's if Motherwell are, are too far out of sight. I, I suppose at that point, will be the big question. I think Connolly's quicker than that magician in Ibiza. <laughs> By the way, but the same pace, same running technique. Actually, what's he wearing on his wrist, um, Alex? On a serious note, when you are up against it, as Mother will have been, it's 1-0 leads are difficult anyway, but when you're low on confidence, they can be really quite tough. Yeah, without doubt. Uh, I think Graham Alexander will pretty much be saying that he wants to continue uh, the same as they were in the first half. I thought they were really impressive. Mid to front, they created several chances. Being critical, they should have been out of sight. Uh, and Jim Goodwin will be saying, listen, it could have been worse. We, we can up it and we'll be looking to try and uh, get a goal early doors because... 
you just get the feeling if uh, St Mirren can score they'll go in and win the game because of the run 31st October the last time Motherwell won you must have had experience of playing against Graham Alexander and Chris Lachetti down south Alec yeah, yeah two very good players Lachetti was oh I said to you off air I said he was lethal he, he would have you in two uh, drop a hat we had a few good battles uh, with you guys over the years as well and uh, it's good to see them actually back up here playing their trade uh, in the management game on a serious note having been involved in you know, playing and managing what would Graham Alexander realistically have done yesterday one training session indoor at Ravenscraig because it's snowing Keith Lasley's there for the continuity he said you know he can't he wouldn't make wholesale changes I don't think you can in, in a day anyway what, what would that what would that have looked like what would he do at that stage but I think the training may have been pretty similar to what's went on before it's very difficult to go in and give your players a totally different training session the day before a game and a must win game at that so I think it, that may have stayed the same with Keith Lasley being there but just speaking to the players a That's different it. voice you know, just gathering them round, saying what he expects of them, how he's managed before, maybe how they're going to play, maybe a few wee tweaks to set pieces that wouldn't maybe drastically upset anything. And that's the best you can get in a 24-hour period, I would suggest. It will come to tomorrow if the boys are in tomorrow or Monday where they'll probably start putting a stamp on things and the sessions will change slightly. And it's always a bit of a nerve-wracking experience for players. When new managers come in And how, how you adapt to them Yeah I, I went into St Mirren At uh, 12 o'clock On a Friday afternoon And they had already finished training So you couldn't really implement it But when I spoke to them It was just about saying Listen go and enjoy it Just to, as you say Speak to them Try and free them up a little bit And we managed to go to Alloa The following day And, and the boys got a 2-0 But I, I had no part In terms of the organisation But it was just like Trying to say Let's go and play with a bit of fun And try and enjoy the game Because when you're on a bad run It's very difficult to get there With a positive uh, frame of mind Right here's what you can expect Between now and 6 o'clock We've got the second half's underway so we'll keep you up to speed on what's happening we're going to hear from the Celtic camp it's the first press conference they've had mm. since returning from Dubai so I'll play you all the important bits of that as we look ahead to the game against Hibs we'll build up to Aberdeen against Rangers tomorrow as well and at 5 o'clock it's the open line where you can have your say and if the first half of the show is anything to go by might be a bit more nonsense in there about stolen watches or tracksuits or whatever else we'll see, we'll see what we can get round to um, in the second half let's kick it off with this Roger Hanna the second half teaser With Monday Scottish Sun Free goals pull out And all the reaction to the weekend's games Six minutes past four You can set your watch For a second full time teaser of the day And if you think this pair have any chance of getting it Nope I made seven appearances, just seven appearances in the SPL during my time at Rangers. Other than this spell, I spent my entire career in the country of my birth. I have never won a top division title, but I do have four caps for my national team and made the preliminary squad for a tournament that my country went on to win. Who am I? Wow. <laughs> a lot of info in there, I shall read it again. I made just seven appearances in the SPL during my time at Rangers. Other than this spell, I spent my entire career in the country of my birth. I have never won a top division title, but I do have four caps for my national team and made the preliminary squad for a tournament that my country went on to win. Who am I? Good luck. It's quite wordy, so if you want to see it written down, head over to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. We've put the question up there for you, and as always, it's a race. So not only do we need to know the answer at Clyde SSB, who am I? We need you to do it quicker than everyone else. So get your thinking caps on 
at Clyde SSB. I, I don't know why uh, you two are even bothering. Seriously, not I, a chance. I'm not even asking him the name. I'm more chance him country. Of you, more chance of you getting that watch back than than getting the right answer. Mm, yes, <sighs> I'm, I'm, no, that's a difficult one. Se- seven appearances for Rangers. Only seven appearances for Rangers. Mm. That's a tough one. I'm mm. never any good at these second half teasers. You've first half, first half, I was good, Roger. You've seen more of a Spanish magician good. than you have of this player. How good can you really be when you forget that Tony Watt scored a Champions League goal well, for Celtic? Nah, that was a telling one. I got mm, six, come on. six out of seven. Ain't bad, right? At, at oh, Clyde no, SSB. At Clyde <laughs> SSB. Game, but did you see that he's so selfish? Oh, there's no I in team, man. Exactly. Confirmation of the fixture amendment Tuesday, January 12th. Dundee United against St Johnston. Kickoff 6:30. A new date because that game has been postponed. Today, which is not that interesting in itself But when you consider that it looks like Dundee are going to play at home tonight At Dens Park, a couple hundred yards away It becomes a bit more interesting, Roger Well, they gave it every chance They had an inspection at 12 noon They had a second inspection at 1.15 There was just one part of the surface at Tannadice That was deemed to be unplayable And it's good that they're getting the game this midweek We're now going to have a busy week I think Celtic Hibs, Monday night Did you say that game's Tuesday night now, Gordon? Yep and then Livingston Aberdeen Wednesday night. And before all of that, we've got a double dunt tomorrow in the Premiership Aberdeen Rangers and, of course, Levy Ross County, mm. which was moved from this afternoon. Yeah, we'll hear from the Celtic camp very soon. I'll play you some clips from Rangers and Aberdeen's preview as well. So we'll get stuck right into that. I'll just leave a bit of breathing space in case we get any early goals. There's what one of the games that is on in the cup today Fraserburn nil, Banks OD 1, Michael Phillipson <laughs> on 54 minutes. So Banks OD could be heading into the next round of the cup. During the break, does this get anything to do with football? I've Not got a funny feeling it doesn't. Right, what? Roger, I said his pie, his half-time pie. And he's, too, he's just tiptoed over to get the biscuits, and there's one left. <laughs> he bought them he's as well. That'll teach him. <laughs> that will teach him. Right. Oh dear, Mark Wilson just said, "Can you loosen the packet a wee bit?" <laughs> <laughs> He's got two in his back pocket <laughs> It took me a minute I must admit Right At Clyde SSB You can stay in touch So much nonsense On the, the, the Twitter feed This afternoon Because we've stuck That picture up of you With the um, The Polinic. You with the, aye, the, the, aye, the, the, the I've noticed my, my Twitter feeds yeah. uh, Getting a few responses James A. Parr <laughs> says That looks more like A Zara advert For people on the dole um, <laughs> it's not it's pretty good old um, Yeah JC Boy's got one of your, your United dates See to be fair right You have got better wage I'll give you that much I've got better uh, With age A better looking wage 100% oh, thanks. And by the way <laughs> see, That's no saying much Maybe if you'd to see him now But looking at these pictures Even when you were young I mean that look at that The state of that Honestly Sorry right, that's what? fresh face there yes. The one with the polo neck though Gordon Are you too young to remember The milk tray adverts No I, I, I'm aware of the reference I've had too many of them I think Roger That's a problem <laughs> <laughs> Too much milk tray Over the old Christmas period I thought you had a box In the back of your trousers The one and only <laughs> And I like it It's just, it's just a bit It's just a bit of fun Obviously But there's a there's, You've started the arguments The one and only says Looks like a cheap Stevie G To be honest And then Boris has went I think Mark Wilson Has a league winner's medal To be fair I think Stevie G's Champions League winner's medal Is not bad just either supersedes me That Champions yeah. League medal Aye Aye He's got a Champions just. League uh, Winners uh, watch He'll have a couple of um, Couple of Omega watches I'd imagine I'd imagine so I don't think he's And the uh, rest Short and a few minutes. And do you know what I like the ones who just ha- Who have got like No sense of humour And Because you don't have to take part Like I, I don't I would just scroll past it But see people who have just Gone straight in with like A serious insult 
<laughs> nothing to do you know ah come on you've got to be, you've got to be more you've got, uh, strange people I no think no no but that's the thing I, I don't mind people insulting you in fact I would inc- I would actively encourage it Thanks. but yeah. I, I, we're looking for a bit of creativity do you know what I mean <laughs> a, bit, a bit of joke Sh- show something show that you've got a bit don't just you know it needs to be something to do with the picture or so. you know you can't you can't just come on and just well I, I dread to read like for instance right for instance for instance right we've put, we've put up one we've put up the picture <laughs> and it says it's Mark Wilson in uh, in a turtleneck Right mm. And uh, Gaz has replied More like a turtle heed Right so That's funny That's good <laughs> I can see what he's, You know there's a wee play On the, the turtleneck yeah, That's, that's fine Gaz. Um, But the rest is nah, There we go Not not having it mm. Well thanks for the support. Thanks for putting that out there Aye, aye. Yeah. I feel better about myself tonight When I'm mm-hmm. sitting in the house That's the best half time break I've had in 12 years At Radio Clyde <laughs> Well done Roger and you haven't even opened the Sultana and Oatwind yet, Alec. I, I don't think I'm going to. They look too, they look too healthy. There's not enough chocolate in them. Can he show his face in Denison having eaten Sultana and oat biscuits on a Saturday afternoon? Are you serious? Stiff doing you would get on the back of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, don't forget, in the first half, we were just asking you for the coldest football match you'd been to yes. for a bit of fun because we were slagging Gordon Diel, um, having been in Paisley today. Over 400 responses to that, by the way. Incredible. Um, am I going to read them all out? Absolutely not. Um, but I, re- I remember when I was younger as well Just in the cold the football thing When I went to Celtic Park And the, the heated seats Had just come in Just um, You know You had to have a few quid To afford those But The, the friend who Who kindly gave me a season ticket We sat right Their own front So at a game that May have not been attractive To the The big money spenders And they weren't there We'd jump back And go in the heated seats That made the cold days All the better You are uh, Games most weekends Over years And some of the times It's been brutally cold uh, As I have Mm -hmm. Have you ever Kind of contemplated Taking a little heater I see it more and more Alison takes one No no Weekly I think Yeah I know But I'm just A man of What it means Well the the, the key to this Alec Is voltage And I'll (laughs) I shall explain why Because a, a colleague of mine At the Scottish Sun Who will go unnamed Andy Devlin oh, Andy. <laughs> recently purchased one of these little heaters and took it along to Ibrox Stadium for a, a, a game earlier on in the season plugged it in and fused the entire press box because it's a different voltage <laughs> from the laptops and the phone chargers that are there so he fell foul of the, uh, the Ibrox maintenance man oh, so if you're thinking of yes. purchasing a little heater to keep press boxes warm and toasty through the winter months check the voltage yeah I seen uh, Derek Ferguson last week I used to look up to Fergie a good sturdy midfielder and he's sitting there with a, a heat and I'm Change thinking I, I, I see a lot of Derek's carried that the length and breadth of the country for seasons swears by it he takes yeah. it in August <laughs> Simon's gone for Air United when Rangers went in the cup just a couple of years ago February 18 were you down at that one where was it Air, was that Jason Cummings did he score that day I feel like I've got that in my head for some reason remember Billy Mosney scoring down there um, possibly the same game. Nah, I, I can't remember nah. that game. Mojny, yeah. Mojny was Somebody gone. Mojny, was he not gone after oh, Lee Irwingate? This is February yeah. 18. This is only a couple of years ago. According to Simon, anyway, if the details are wrong, you just, just blame him. Here comes the wolf. Yeah, McAllister off. You were saying there's an opportunity for him to showcase, but 56 minutes gone. Jim's seen enough. Yeah, it's the right time. I mean, Motherwell have been pretty comfortable at the start of their second half. St. Mirren need more going forward. It's the right time to bring him on to give him enough time to make him an, an impact. I feel like as a fan of a wee team, I can say this, right? And I won't offend the St Mirren fans too much because having been there, when you're signing a player, Roger, you're in a certain market. Let's be honest, right? You're, you're not getting the big money signings. You're not getting the, the high profile transfers. So with all that in mind, 
Is this about as excited as a, as a young St Mirren fan would be about a new signing? Because, again, I don't mean to, to be harsh, but we're usually about guys from the lower leagues and you're trying to find a gem and maybe guys you've not heard of and they turn out to be good, fine. But there seems like there's been a real buzz about Eamon Brophy to St Mirren. Yeah, and it's understandable because, n- n- no disrespect at all to St Mirren, but when they bring players in, they don't often bring them in from direct rivals. And Kilmarnock will be a direct rival. They don't usually bring them in when they're Scotland internationals. Eamon Brophy, of course, has been capped during the Steve Clark reign. And they don't often bring them in at a time when, you know, you would think St Mirren are going well. And every St Mirren fan will tell you the one thing Jim Goodwin needed in January was a striker. So the arrival of Eamon Brophy has ticked a lot of boxes for St Mirren fans. And I think that will explain the excitement. I'm just surprised that he didn't get more game time for Kelly. I know... Uh, Alex Dyer went for a different You know a different approach And Kabamba's done incredibly well But I think what 17 appearances this season Three goals Willow th- I know three goals but uh, You know what It's been stop start for him uh, You know and Like Gordon says and Roger says Represented Scotland Good player still young Relatively young Need to watch what I'm saying After my Declan Gallagher comment <laughs> The other young, night Young Declan Young centre half yeah Breaking through <laughs> 30 <laughs> next month <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what The listeners They were so uh, Yeah We went for one break And by the time we got back I was absolutely hammered ah, Don't worry about our Melody every week <laughs> But I'm surprised That they They were so You know Easily To let them go mm. uh, But a good signing For St Mirren It'd be interesting to see What Kilmarnock do Now whether there's a response They have signed Danny Whitehall On an extended deal To the end of the season They do still have Nicky Kabamba There's Greg Kilty Who scored the goal today But you would think By freeing up Eamon Brophy's wages It might give Alec Dyer A little bit of scope Just to get one more in Well it looks like A, yeah, a sort of clash look. of heads Mark O'Hara he's, he's up And he's he's pointing fingers At the St Mirren player Who's, who no, seems to have Come off together, There was a coming together Gordon look And uh, it's a Saurian yeah. uh, I think it's I think Maybe Erehon Going back the way Mark O'Hara's coming on to no, it Not Erehon McGrath Yeah but it's clearly An accident Both players have come out A bit worse for wear Yeah don't like to see that so what is Mark O'Hara unhappy at? Is one of the St Mirren players accused him yeah, of trying to? Well, the thing is, O'Hara's trying to been, head, but yeah. But listen, you don't try and put the head onto someone when you know you're going to come off bad as well. So for me, that's an accident. Uh, you know, O'Hara's already been booked earlier on in the game, um, but hopefully both players will be okay. Uh, yeah, a bit of a stoppage there. We're asking the coldest football game you've been to, and um, football in, in the loosest sense. Bob has come on, um, and he's talking about the other type. He says, "I attended a college football match." So American football He says Nevada um, Against Is it Boyce Is that how you would pronounce that If I just butchered that Boise uh, Nevada against Boise In Reno Minus 15 The seats were aluminium You couldn't touch them Or you stuck to them The game took nearly four hours It went to overtime My wife and sister-in-law Fell asleep And we had to walk through The desert to get home That's <laughs> quite, quite dramatic um, That's the words of a song And I walk through the desert <laughs> Oh don't That's start shocking. song lyrics after DL the other night oh. we'll, we'll get back to him in a minute um, But the, I saw Roger Hanna perk up Because whilst most of us couldn't give a monkey's He's all in about the American football aren't you You're, He almost knocked back this shift Because <laughs> he, there's apparently some big American football game tonight And he wanted to be, be home in time to the, watch the, it This is playoff weekend The regular season finished last weekend So we're down now to the playoffs The last 14 teams Six games this weekend Three tonight Three tomorrow night And a Super Bowl Less than a month away I thought you said He'd have to be Bluttered Before he can watch it 
Gordon, you're right with the snore. I just no, don't do you know care. what? By the way, I, I, I just I, I'm in the middle. It. I don't. I actually don't mind it. I'm not Roger Hanna, but I'm not you. I'm in the middle. I'm just trying to take them. Uh, no, I mean Super Bowl's my level. I tell you, well, I just watched Super Bowl, but I tell you what, my dad's just for Janet Jackson. That's the halftime entertainment. Um, but my dad, my my sister lives in Chicago, Roger, and uh, and my brother-in-law spent a lot of money in getting tickets for this Monday night football. Hold that thought. It sounds like a good story. We'll get back to him. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Kelly two, Kilty two, Hamilton nil. The hosts stretch their advantage further, and it's Greg Kilty at the double. He's now on the hat trick. So come on, look to Hamilton Aki's. Nil As you were Mark Wilson Don't let me interrupt you Oh no again. well I was just telling you how You know how Little my family think Of American football But my brother-in-law Is really into it So he took my dad To see the Chicago um, Bears I, Bears <laughs> Ball throwers <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Ball throwers <laughs> And uh, he, he paid a fortune For these tickets So they, they rock up To this big stadium Full Everybody's given it You know I, At this stadium That wouldn't have been packed. cheap either No And uh, my dad lasted one quarter And Bulky. says just went no to to my brother-in-law Jive. Nah, this isn't it for me. That's too much. Too many stoppages. Yeah. Too many changeovers. Let's go. And he said, No, no, no. I've paid a fortune for these. He said, No, forget about it. Let's go. <laughs> Two them in the, in the pub. Ten minutes later, my brother-in-law had to reluctantly leave yeah, with him because my dad just. Didn't. I've done it myself. I went to the, there was uh, the baseball. Uh, the Tor- the Blue Jays, Toronto. Ah, but you'd have been there on a comp. That's the oh, difference. Oh no, it was a freebie. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That, but, <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. So we we, we came the the platter which was in the box, a fruit platter. Me and Big Dad Prusso and we looked at each other and went, "This is no for us, is it?" And bolted. Ah, but do you know the, the bottom line of that story is it's got nothing to do with whether he likes it or not. It's just that Mark Wilson's dad couldn't be seen to support the Bears. Oh, that's all it is. Very clever, yeah. That, that's very all it is. true. Very true. Funny <laughs> enough, that's my favourite team. <laughs> Thought you might say that. Uh, anyway, back to the round ball. St Mirren nil, Mullerwell one sixty three gone. What a chance, Gordon. Erehon cut back to about the penalty spot, and he doesn't even hit the target. It's a guilt edge chance. Roger has just scored. Yeah, that should have been a goal. Should yeah. have been an equaliser, and that's what we said at half time. Motherwell, having done a lot of the hard work, got ahead, impressed in the first half. They need to build on it. They cannot make the mistake they made at Tannadice a couple of weeks ago, where they just drop deeper and deeper, invite the pressure on. Jim Goodwin's throwing players on already with Brophy on for a debut. Mother will need to be careful here. Just got a shot there of Keith Lazley and Graham Alexander talking and you know, I was asking earlier on about him bringing in his own staff, but it must be quite difficult for Keith Lasley if he hasn't came across him in years before to then be standing on the touchline chatting different tactics to a guy you don't know and then the running for the job yes, does, that, yeah, does that totally different it? I, I think so because yeah he'll know that Graham Alexander's well aware that he, he to, yeah had to sit down for the interview like you have to go through these processes even if you're at the club which I still find strange but um, I must be strange there just um Getting to know someone totally different after spending so mm. long with Stephen Robinson. What did you make of that short list that ended up emerging? So it was Graham Alexander who got it, Keith Lasley, Tommy Wright, and Simon Grayson. Um, all very di- different options, Roger. Yeah, and it, listen, it made sense the short list because it did give the board at Motherwell different options to look at. As we said earlier on the show, there was the, the in house option going with Keith Lasley and Morris Ross, there was the option of going with someone who's Course and distance In the Scottish Premiership If you like And Tommy Wright Or There was the other route There was Potentially Simon Grayson Or Graham Alexander Who they went for Um, A guy who's never played Never managed up here 
won't really know too much about Motherwell as a club won't know too much about the league I'm sure he doesn't know too much about St Mirren the opponents today but does have a decent managerial CV from the lower leagues in England it's a it's a path Motherwell have gone down successfully in the past you think of you know the Ian Barraclough of this world even Stephen Robinson who had experienced that would be the Ian Barraclough that almost got him relegated but it's one no, it's one they've gone down oh, and tried right. to bring, you know, I thought you said the word successfully. Bring players well. <laughs> the playoffs were a good laugh, to he, be fair. I'll give you that. He brought the you know players in. Jim Gannon before that yeah. brought players in and brought players through. So rightly or wrongly, it is a path yeah. they've gone down before and they've chosen to go down it again. I thought they would have went down south for a manager. I think you said on Thursday went or, or or last week when we were chatting about it that I thought they would have went down south, um a couple of the names. It's Simon Grayson. That's a big name. I I came across Simon. Grayson when uh, once before I thought he was quite quite a, a strange quiet guy I was uh, I wonder what he said about you I know I know well <laughs> the move didn't go through what was it so he was at where, where were you he was at was Leeds he? and uh, I was I was at Celtic at the tail end at Celtic and it was the January window and I'd just got back to fitness and Neil had said look you're kind of surplus to requirements here you're just back to fitness you're not going to play much to the end of the season why don't you go and loan and we've set up leads for you so uh, reluctantly I says okay fine I'm not going to play so I went down travelled down to Leeds and it's Simon Grayson's office sat with him had a chat he says I need to go to training you go with the physio and do your, your medical so fine went done my medical now I had done a heavy training session the day before we sailed it a real heavy one on heavy ground like this time of year and uh, my knee had kind of blown up a bit but it's to be expected that would have went down of course, I do the medical with a blown up knee. Anyway, after training, Simon comes in, sits his lounge, very, as I say, quiet, and <laughs> didn't engage in much conversation. If I'm honest, and I thought, hmm, no something, you no something's not right. Anyway, they had a game that night, Alex. So I had to go to the team hotel with them. The team went, I sat and had dinner. They then went to the ground. Did you meet I, all the players? Hi, I'm Mark. Oh, I'm, I'm the Mark, new signing. I'm, I'm going to turn your season around, guys. <laughs> Listen, we'll be in the Premiership in no time. And, uh, I, uh, they went to the game And I sat in the hotel room And then I got a phone call From the agent About 8 o'clock at night When I'm sitting there Forget nah, it It's not happening Get Field yourself medical. up the road Field medical So I had to drive myself Back up to Glasgow And then halfway up the road There was other things Getting flung at me To go and try You know We need you to go here On loan And there to go So, on right, so said, <laughs> Neil Lennon's made it clear You're surplus to requirements So is he on the phone at the time? Is he disappointed at this news? <laughs> I think he was. Uh, I think disappointed is is kind <laughs> to say the least, because uh, at that time we had. I'm sure we had Chadori at the club. Adam Matthews, who was a Welsh internationalist. Chadori was a South Korean internationalist, and Mikael Lustig. I'm sure had just came to the club as well, or was coming that week. Hence the fact they couldn't have another right back, so they were trying to. Shift me on For understandable reasons Wasn't going to play So they were trying, Neil was saying Right We'll get you here We'll get you there And I said Look I don't think it's happening I'd rather just stay And fight for my place So, and, when, uh, so when he when you tell him That Leeds hasn't worked He's then trying to send you elsewhere On that I, I day was, uh, uh, That night By the time I got home Yeah, what, yeah what, was, what other teams were in the, the frame I think, it was, MK, I think it was MK Dons I, I'm sure I think MK Dons was uh, You weren't there at that time Were you? <laughs> you trying to sign me? Not a chance <laughs> Is that how that one fell through? <laughs> uh, so it was a weird A weird day To say the least I have but, to be honest with you See if uh, there's a possibility To go to Leeds With the stature The fan base And, that, and then all of a sudden the 
next options uh, MK Dons with the greatest respect to him that is a that is a real Alex, don't rub it in I know <laughs> oh, no, <I'm> <laughs> me, that just showed you my stature from Celtic to Leeds to MK Dons in one day oh, wow. that just showed you what I, I had the thought of me speaking of Celtic they have been on press conference duty today they've been in Dubai in case you hadn't heard um, but they're back and they play on Monday night no Neil Lennon on press duties uh, today so I know many people would have been interested to hear from him and, and, and Dubai and the rest of the season and all the rest of it. It was John Kennedy who spoke to the press. Here's what he had to say about that trip. I think probably you guys back here probably got a snapshot of, you know, one or two pictures that might kick around um, from maybe local people or, or people who are on holiday. And, and it, it paints a, a picture which is probably a bit false in the terms that, you know, the whole week, you know, we had a lot of uh, work put into the the trip itself. We had a lot of people who spent a lot of time and effort traveling out there, you know, before we before we arrived, make sure everything was uh, ready for us. Um, in terms of the protocols in Dubai, you know, the hotel worked very hard with us in terms of giving us our own areas. Uh, we had our own pretty much for a period, our own tower, our own, our own eating places, uh, our own meeting groups, and um, we could pretty much left uh, in our own uh, entrance and exit. So we, at no point did we go into have to really go into the main part of the building we were kind of kept aside and and again it was just to try and follow the protocols we went through uh before we arrived before we went there we took advice from uh, the usual advisors we made sure we were following all the protocols we had to uh, roger hannah there's the explanation from john kennedy i thought the way we operate see if you've already decided that you were against celtic's trip that ain't changing your mind um because that's what we do we were very entrenched um but he's, he's tried his best to explain that what pictures you've seen here might not be representative of the way it was. I can't make people believe or disbelieve that. That's John Kennedy's explanation. Yeah, last we spoke about it in the show in midweek, Gordon. That undoubtedly they were there for a training camp. They did train hard. You saw the likes of Callum McGregor, Mikey Johnson, various players discussing the, the work they did through the week. Um, they can't train twenty four seven. There needs to be some downtime. And very unfortunate for the Celtic party that some of that downtime, as John Kennedy says, was captured by photographers and sent onto social media platforms. Celtic um, will regret that. Celtic will be acutely aware of the criticism that has come their way. But they will, as, as John said, they will defend their position. And you listen to the, the soundings coming out the SFA through the week. Um, certainly the Hamden authorities hope they... Celtic's return to playing on Monday night will bring an end to all this I understand what John's saying there and yeah it, it could be true and it could be a bit of both but still the decision to go is the one I think is a big one you know it was it was uncalled for it was unneeded it's a different world this year and that is the big uh, you know the big question mark that people are throwing at them you know the pictures and by the pool and uh, and the one in the bar or kind of byproduct or or further down the line the decision to go uh, is a big one and is it necessary and I think the majority of people don't think it was a necessary trip this time round yes years gone by it has proved it's worth but you can't say it's going to prove it's worth this year unless it's something even if there is a dramatic turnaround and Rangers drop points and Celtic go on and win the league well, they say, oh, it's because of Dubai. I still even think it's in bad taste then to, to go to Dubai still. So, it's wait, wait, what do you mean by that? Because in, in bad, if there's, if there's no rules broken, as they say, what what's bad taste? What, what do you mean? What do I mean? Well, there's a pandemic. People are living a different life, hmm. everyday life, and the rules. I get, oh, they've not broken any rules. But you don't need to break rules to know the common sense thing 
to do. I mean, there's loads of rules that we couldn't break, I suppose, but still you go, is it the right thing to do just now? No, I don't think so. We'll, we'll just mm. stay here and do our work here. I, I, for me personally, I think Celtic got it wrong. There's a lot of Celtic fans who, who think the same. There's some Celtic fans who think, no, they didn't break any rules, and they will argue that the Celtic team are the same, but... I just don't think it sits well uh, at this minute yeah. in time. Yeah, as I said last week, I didn't. It didn't sit right with me either, Gordon, and uh, to suggest that you know they were in that bubble when we've seen pictures in bars and sitting in the pools with, with other guests. So you're, you're running the risk. Um, I think one of the things coming out today as well was Jason Leach says that the actual people who have contracted uh, Corona are over in Dubai, double where it is in Scotland. So you. you you're running the risk by actually going outside that bubble and uh, you know only the, the next couple of weeks we'll see whether it was beneficial or not but for the actual for the outset for me it didn't quite sit right uh, So that was John Kennedy on media duties today joined by the Scottish Premiership Player of the Month for December who is David Turnbull I just went out done what I was told what as hard as I could and as far as I know we were gave permission to go and um, we went out there and I'm sure everybody done the same just worked hard and we obviously kept ourselves to the rules and Abided by everything. Everything I've done, everything I've seen the boys doing was as we were told to do and wearing our masks, keeping the distance, whatever. Um, just done that everywhere we could and we've done that. Just tough sessions, a lot of running, a lot of hard work and that's what we went out and done. We just went out and we worked hard as a team and that'll benefit us, I hope it does when we come back and just takes us into each game. Um, know we've put a lot of hard work in and uh, we'll continue to do so and get the results. Nice personal recognition for him Player of the month for December For a guy who wasn't, wasn't getting a game yeah. And we had so many phone calls to say Get him in the team He's in the team And he's he's been judged to be the best player in the league in that month Well deserved And you've got to take your hat off to him Because the year he's had uh, I mean getting the injury The move Getting the injury Rehabilitation Getting himself back into that Motherwell team First and foremost Proving himself Winning the move But then having to sit And watch from the sidelines And even the amount of time he got wasn't great when he came on the pitch for Celtic. He needed a sustained run in the team to, to put his stamp on the team. And he got that. And look what happens. You know, he ends up winning the award. He's been terrific for Celtic. He's been one of the shining lights of the past couple of weeks, along with Sorrow. I think he's been the real difference. I think he's him and Sorrow have dragged the others up with them. And sometimes it only takes a couple of players to do that and I think they two have, have achieved that Is that an area that Celtic don't need to look at now are they secure there going forward we spoke about the goalkeeping issue the centre half issue if Odson Edward is to leave in the summer they'll look at a striker but is that midfield area now solid going forward with Turnbull Sorrow and McGregor? Uh, the, th- the thing is Roger I would usually say yeah because you've got all these quality players but you, you understand with Celtic over the years they just keep Buying these players for the midfield area So I don't think they would shy away If another one came on the radar That they thought was good enough I don't think they would say Oh we've got enough just or, now Or if Ryan Christie left for instance in the summer Well Ryan Christie is the one that is I, Scott Brown's I contract think, up Yes uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, But Ryan Christie is the one I think Celtic will find it difficult to To persuade should we say To stay There's I think, no stay Mark Whatever no. way you look at it If he was going to sign a contract by now He most think certainly so. have done 100% He wants to go down, down south And try his, uh, his luck at a better level <laughs> Turnbull has been There's not been a great deal For Celtic fans to shout about this season Alex yep. And Turnbull would be one of them Like I said that's, uh, that's the player of the month for December So if you take it across that month 
He, he, start, he scores against Lille That's not going to count Because it's a European game In, in terms of the, the Player of the month conversation um, But thereafter Plays pretty much All the time Scores against County And against Hamilton And against Dundee United yeah. Three in a row There were assists Within that And his set piece delivery Made such a difference So you, you can see yeah. why He's won that award Oh, Without doubt Gordon He has been uh, One of the standout players Of that month uh, And I, I actually like A lot of the things He brings to the table He is a modern day midfielder You know He's like a racehorse He's got a good range of passing Good delivery for set plays He's got a goal So what is there not to like about this guy So again it goes back to the big question Why is it taking him so long To get in a team who's huffing and puffing Two wins mm. in 12 For me if he'd have put him in a lot earlier As Mark said You may well have got that Kind of bounce a lot quicker And, and Roger the, We're watching his former team Motherwell And that, that played out in a, a kind of strange way Because He left And people didn't really pay much attention to how hard that is for Mullow to replace but because Mullow finished third without him last season when he was injured people sort of shrugged their shoulders and said ah well we, you know they finished third when he was injured so um, you know maybe maybe they can do it again and of course they get good money which which overshadows it but now at a time when Motherwell are really struggling it, it might be worth acknowledging that they, <laughs> they are now without David Turnbull yeah and Motherwell I don't need to tell you we spoke about earlier on the £6 million that Stephen Robinson had brought in in transfer receipts there's been a sort of constant departure from Motherwell you know you think the guys like Kipre going and the injuries the number of injuries for Trevor Carson Jake Hasty went away to Rangers and says he's come back penalty and never been able to, to St Mirren penalty to St Mirren and Paisley Bobby Madden points mm. to the spot Motherwell gave away a lot of penalties this season and there is another one he seemed to take his time Bobby Madden uh, the Motherwell players don't look too impressed with it it's Lee Irwin the, the former Motherwell Oh, it's a ridiculous Ooh, decision that could be he's one of the softest ones you'll see all season well, Declan De- Gallagher, De- I mean he's got his hands on him but Oh, oh it's ridiculous, he, he throws himself to the ground Declan Gallagher has got his hand on his shoulder would you say? And he steps up Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs Jamie McGrath makes no mistake from the spot Liam Kelly, new mother will keep her, can't save it And we've got a real game on our hands Just over 10 to go, St Mirren ne- uh, 1, mother will 1 we did say Motherwell would need to try and build on that first half lead Handed to them by Devante Cole It's got 11 minutes left now And as you say it's game on Because Bobby Madden Rightly or wrongly And I think we all think wrongly Awarded the penalty Declan Gallagher seemed to be shepherding Lee Irwin quite well in the box Irwin tried to turn away Beavis Mugabe came in Looked as if he was going to make a challenge I think the best we can say for Lee Irwin is Anticipating a challenge chaps Is that a free If that's a foul then defenders just give up the game altogether. If you can't defend a striker like that, we're in trouble because it's just run of the mill. I'm giving Bobby Madden so much benefit of the doubt here that I'm wondering if there's something I haven't seen. I, I genuinely am because if it's based on on that clip, <clears throat> wow. I, I actually don't see what he's. No. When I mean, Declan so, Gallagher has his no, hands on but, but, but what I'm saying is the way that this Madden player throws himself to the ground. That hand just resting on top there is impossible to kind of use that generate that kind of pulling back motion that the Samarin guy does. Do you think he's given it for Gallagher rather than Mugabe? One hundred percent. That's what I'm thinking of you. I know. thought it was Gallagher. He gave it against. So I thought Gallagher. And you obviously seen, seen something mean Willow's not seen. Yeah, see that. That's what I'm asking. I'm 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 willing to give I'll, I'll, that level when of Mugabe benefit. Mugabe comes in from the side. You think I he's, think he's about? I think he's about to challenge, and Erwin thinks, "Oh, he's going to kick me here." 
and and try to jump uh, over the top. He tries to sort of jump over the top of it. Was there contact though? Cause I've missed no, that. I don't think there was contact. Right, no. Okay. So he's got mm. it wrong in two counts. Gallic uh, and the Gabby. Uh, but again, we're, we're sort of guessing. I'm fascinated here. Alison and Daz's take on the thing. You know, being there and seeing it live. Mm. Sure. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Because Gordon DL X-ray years, the X-ray years doesn't really work. Um, he's telling us he he he. he uh, <laughs> to be fair, or something. He he heard the kick apparently. He, he heard, heard the, the kick, kick. Yeah. Is he Willie Colm? <laughs> I was playing that game When Willie Colm said He heard the kick behind me How'd you hear that? So, uh, so there uh, we go Two wee boys in the street Just leaning up to the stadium So he kicked his mate <laughs> Oh well I, I, I Listen it's as soft it's For funny. me Unless it's something We've not seen It's as soft a penalty As you will see But it's completely changed This game Because St Mirren Very much on the attack Now Motherwell Trying to hang on There's now a free kick To St Mirren Less argument over this one In the edge yes. of the box Mark O'Hara Clashing with Jamie McGrath Who's just scored The equaliser for St Mirren And with less than Nine minutes left here It's a completely Different game of football Yeah it's a foul Roger he's, he's gone in Unnecessary He was never going to Win the ball Correct decision by Bobby Madden uh, Yeah we'll just Revisit Let's give it a five minute Warning on the teaser uh, Roger Remind us of the question again The question And I can tell you This pair are not making Great inroads nah, no into chance. it <laughs> I made just seven appearances In the SPL During my time at Rangers Other than this spell I spent my entire career In the country of my birth I have never Won a top division title But I do have four caps For my national team And made the preliminary squad For a tournament That my country went on to win Paul says Who am I? Paul says Is it Rosenthal? It is not Glenn Higgins says Stefan Givarsh No Goshi says Jeremy Clement It is not Uh, John says Emilson Kribari Or Dan Egan Neither um, loads of people are giving it the same type of answers Al goes for Mikel Arteta No And Jim goes Matt Mackay It's not Matt Mackay Lots of you are getting it right though Craig Sinclair says James Beattie No And don't worry um, Craig if, if James Beattie's country had gone on to win the major tournament I think we might have heard about it um, Okay leave it there A couple more minutes then we will round that one off what are you two whispering at? Are you trying to come up no, with the answers? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got something in my mind What a clue he's gave me there I've heard Alec Ray say Just listen to that watch a wee bit <laughs> <laughs> He's gave me the worst kind of description it, uh, of a player yeah. Who was that? Blah, 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 blah Guy No idea Two feet uh, He yeah. played for Rangers Like to kick the ball Very no good idea. save by Liam Kelly yep. On debut to keep Motherwell level at St Mirren Free um, kick from Ulkai Durmas over the wall, plunging down to his right. That is why he has been recruited for cover Trevor Carson's injury absence. Yeah, Mother now sending on Barry Maguire uh, to try and shore things up a little bit for Devante Cole. This is not the type of oh. it's not it's not the type of situation you want to find yourselves in when you're on a bad run, Mark. No, uh, and the penalty sometimes gets given against you when you're on this type of run. You know, you you just can't get out the rut. Things don't fall for you Penalties like that Get conceded against you You've got seven minutes to go St Mirren have flung on You know a couple of attacking changes They're certainly going to go for it mm, It's going to be can a nervy you, Can you imagine Bobby Madden Had given that penalty In his fixture seven days ago oh. Oh, Can you imagine oh, Conspiracies all over the place Hmm I can start one if you want I think he's given a few Against Motherwell Oh I think he has Has If you want me to whip one up I can can, can think of one Um, I'm only joking By the way Um, Right don't forget Listen I know a Motherwell fan Who wouldn't go to games That were refereed by Craig Thompson And rightly so What a record they had Of sending Motherwell players off Disgraceful Um, 
Open mm. lines here in about 15-20 minutes time um, If you want to get your thoughts in <laughs> so, The guy looked at the referee <laughs> in the week of the game and thought I'm, nah, not going. I'm not going to that Seriously Really? Yeah yeah, yeah. Refuse, <laughs> Refused to go to Motherwell games That Craig Thompson was refereeing Oh wow yeah, had a, he, had a, he had a mad record A run You know He sent X amount off And I think a good few of them Ended up getting overturned Oh so right, yeah, yeah, yeah I think there was Kipre against Celtic Was it at, at, Against Scott Brown um, a couple at Perth sent, wasn't it? Was it three or yeah. He sent three off in one day at Perth And one of them got overturned So there was a There was oh. a few A great save um, from oh, Jack like. Anik to deny Motherwell as they looked to Zahara? take the lead again. Yeah, yeah, free, kick. free kick. Oh, what an effort this was! You know, straight out of the kind of James Tavernier, but I, I looked too far out for me, and he's it looks like it's sailing. Oh, it's gone right save, in the top it? corner, and what a save that is! He's yeah. been a brilliant signing for yeah. uh, Jim Goodwin's men. Uh, right, so we're into the closing stages. Let's just round off this teaser, Roger. I think we'll leave some room for late drama. The second half teaser with Monday Scottish Sun. Free goals, pull out, and all the reaction to the weekend's games. I made just seven appearances in the SPL during my time at Rangers. Other than this spell, I spent my entire career in the country of my birth. I have never won a top division title, but I do have four caps for my national team and made the preliminary squad for a tournament my country went on to win. Who am I? I am, of course, former Rangers goalkeeper Lionel Letizzi. Lionel Letizzi, well done Don't if you he? got it right. No chance for Wilson and Ray, but loads of you got it. Wow. Absolutely loads of you. So thank you for taking part. Well done if you got it right. And the winners, the podium of the second half teaser looks like this. In third place, well done to Tibsy Bear. I don't know, his third place. Chris Charles in second place. And the winner of the second half teaser, the bragging rights holder, James Riley. Well done to you, James. What nationality was he? French. Yeah. French. He oui, was oui. signed by Paul Le Guin, the summer Paul Le Guin. Oh, I, I loved that him. era. That was a great era. <laughs> Paul Le Guin. Very quick, very <laughs> quickly replaced by <laughs> Alan McGregor. Yes Yep uh, What happened there 400 and odd he's games later not bad is he Yeah he's done brilliant um, It's always one of the standout fixtures We'll deal with it in a bit more detail On the open line Alex um, It's still a standout fixture There's no crowd obviously It takes a bit yeah. away from it But Tomorrow is this Is this another chapter That if Rangers can Come through it successfully Maybe a, a few more fans Will start to think Okay that's us over the yeah. line or, or getting there Yeah without doubt yeah, I think Rangers have managed to uh, Negotiate uh, Aberdeen Quite comfortable over the the two fixtures that have taken part. I think Derek McInnes is on record as saying that he feels as if he's got some of his key players back, uh, so he will expect them to be doing a turn tomorrow. Gordon, regardless whether there's fans there or not, there's that kind of rivalry up at Aberdeen, and you have to go and negotiate it. I expect a really difficult game for Rangers tomorrow because of you know it's going to be a cold day, or uh, coming off that North Sea, uh, and they'll be looking to try and amend the two defeats from earlier on. Now, there's not a suggestion. Roger, it looks like St Johnston are going to want an SPFL investigation into why the Dundee United game was postponed. It was postponed less than two hours before kickoff. Look, it's freezing; that happens. And um, but I, I wonder if the, the Dens Park thing is playing on people's minds. Dens Park looks like it's on today, tonight. How can Tannadice be off just down the yeah, road? And, and there might be, by the way, there might be a simple answer to that. But I guess that's what they want the investigation to get to. Yeah, and uh, listen, we've seen this before when games have fallen very close to kick off. I think there is an onus on Premiership clubs to have, and what's the phrase? Is it appropriate pitch protection? 
provision or something like that. It's in the SPFL rules. And if the United are deemed not to have had appropriate pitch protection cover, then they could well be in mm. bother for this. And St Johnson clearly are irked that the game did not take place. The only thing you would say, Alex, is yeah. I, I hope everything has been done above board. But the, the late call off is usually about fairness to fans. So the fact that it's late when there's no fans, I wonder if that's as big a deal. No, uh, n- not at all. However, you still have to factor in that the the protocols that teams are actually kind of putting in place, a couple of buses and so forth, to actually go there. They would have had the pre-match probably beforehand as well, uh, and so you have that to to factor in. And it does seem strange. I don't want to get ahead of the quiz. Obviously, the Dundee game will be played later on tonight, but the temperature will most certainly drop between now and then. Yeah. So. We don't want to get ahead and say, "Oh, that's definitely going to game." It may no, the point really... I mean is, though, it's pl- that pitch is playable now. Yeah, Tannadice isn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you don't know what kind of system they've got in it. Maybe a more mm-hmm. up to date one. So, but the, the thing is, if I was going to play there today and it was two hours before kick off, you would clearly be a bit upset yeah, about it. And, and why not ask the question? Could have been worse. I know you're a rugby man, Alec. You were trying to watch the Warriors <sighs> against Edinburgh last night. night. Fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I seen it. I was watching. Kick-off. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I was kind of. Taking in the the build up to that big game uh, against Edinburgh, but you, you, I found it astonishing when you've got a gritter on a, an Astra Tough pitch. Yep. You know, this is the kind of things you're seeing at the moment because you only had a certain level and you're trying to put grit to make it. You know, the, the conditions are brutal out there at the moment. Three minutes added on in Paisley. Can Mother will hold on? Uh, there's not been much in it since the St Mirren goal, but they are the team that have fought back. They're the team that will be more confident, so are they the ones that are most likely to push for a winner? Well, two outstanding free kicks since that St Mirren equaliser and two outstanding saves are, is the only thing that's really happened and it looks like it is going to be a share of the points I think the guy said that did you say that Roger? a share of the points yes I him and you you and you yeah and a couple of one. Oh, oh, he's got the backup oh. two games though come on ah, well, it's still better than it's a double eye. they've got the double up no the Aka it's a double the double yeah I'll so begin the right Roger that's the thing isn't it Yes <laughs> And we have a, a potential I don't know whether you would call it A potential Scottish Cup shock In injury time Alloa 2 Cove Rangers 3 How much will Paul Hartley Enjoy that back at Alloa? <laughs> I'll bet he will uh, It's full time at Kilmarnock already Kilmarnock against Hamilton Easy for me to say uh, Here's Andrew McLean Kilmarnock 2 Hamilton nil the full time score and it's a Kilty double for Kelly to move them within just two points of the top six Kilty was at the centre of everything good the home side did today and he created the first chance when he danced past a few Hamilton players at the edge of the box made space on his right foot but that shot was dragged just wide of the post another shot of his moments later was blocked by Haki Madoffin in the box the Kilmarnock players were claiming for a handball but nothing was given Hamilton's best chance of the game came just before they went behind Haki Madoffin's header from Scott McMahon Man's corner crashed off the bar. Then it was Kilty's time to shine. Yusuf Malumbu hit a shot from the edge of the box, didn't catch it well, and when it got to the six-yard box, there was Greg Kilty with his back to goal, who was just able to turn it into the net for 1-0. Into the second half, chances were few and far between. Charlie Trafford looped a volley onto the roof of the net for Hamilton, their best chance of the half, but then finally Greg Kilty managed to grab the second and put the game to bed. Poor defending from Hamilton, it has to be said, because when Brandon Honstrup played the ball to him at the edge of the box, he had no one within about 10 yards of him. It gave him the time to turn, he checked onto his right foot and a lovely curled finish into the bottom corner for 2-0. Alex Dyer's side now unbeaten in three and open up a five-point advantage over Hamilton. The full-time score at the BPSP Stadium is Kilmarnock 2, Hamilton 0. Good three points, the first of the new year for Kilmarnock.
Yeah, good run Gordon, I think that's seven points out of the previous uh, three games Which is a ton of uh, fortunes for Alec Dyer mm. I was surprising to see the, the run they were on You know, largely the same group of players Found it difficult, but Going to Fir Park and, and winning there was a big one for them um, Grabbing a point, well, disappointed to grab a point last week And then to fall up today Yep, they're on the right track and they'll be looking to get points on the board They've a difficult run coming up I think they're the Hibs next week They've got Celtic coming up They've got the Angels coming up So this 7 out of 9 It just buys them a little bit of time Down in that bottom 6 Full time in Paisley St Mirren and Motherwell Here's Gordon and Alison Full time in Paisley St Mirren 1 Motherwell 1 Motherwell search for that win continues But it is a point for Graham Alexander In his first game in charge Did the best of the early chances Tony Watt should have scored early on The ball into the box But he couldn't get it on target Devante Cole then put a shot past the post Before he put Motherwell in front In the 27th minute A lovely finish from 6 yards All starting from Liam Polworth's corner Into the second half And St Mirren started to come into the game Lee Irwin headed over the bar then they should have equalised in the 62nd minute Jamie McGrath picked out Ethan Erahon in the box but he put it wide they were then awarded a penalty soon after for Declan Gallagher's challenge on Lee Irwin upstep Jamie McGrath and he made no mistake from the penalty spot 1-1 soon after St Mirren nearly went ahead Ilke Dermas free kick a brilliant save from Motherwell loankeeper Liam Kelly then at the other end Mark O'Hara's free kick it was a brilliant save by Jack Anik to keep it at 1-1. Motherwell had two corners in the dying seconds, but they couldn't do anything with them. Full time in Paisley, St Mirren 1, Motherwell 1. Gordon Diel, another point for Motherwell, still searching for that elusive win. Let's start with the penalty incident, though. Mm-hmm. Was well, it a penalty for you? Well, my initial thoughts, Alison, sitting here, I did think it was a penalty kick. The guys in the studio obviously get the benefit of the replays. I watched the Motherwell manager there, Graham Alexander, going to the pitch at full time. He's shaking hands with his Motherwell players, congratulating them on a good performance. He's went straight to Bobby Madden. I'm thinking, well, he obviously has got a gripe about it. Mm-hmm. He just shook his hand and basically says, well done, and walked away. And there was no conversation as like a manager would protest a penalty kick, if you know what I mean. But the boys have got a better. But the overall game, I thought Motherwell were excellent first half. I really did. I thought they should have put this game to bed. They had some great chances. Second half, St Mirren, you've got to think they've got to come back into it. I thought the introduction of Brophy was a big factor in it. I thought he helped Erwin up front. And uh, it worked for Jim Goodwin. My surprise with um, Alexander was prior just to the goal, mm-hmm. the game was very stretched. Motherwell were still playing 4-3-3. They weren't really a great threat. They had a good free kick, as is St Mirren, but they weren't a really a threat. And then when he loses a goal, he makes that defensive formation substitution. I thought he would have made it earlier and just tied the game up because the game was there for Graham Alexander but on his first showing meeting his players yesterday one training session come to a difficult place and really should have been outside in the first half I think he'll, I think there's a lot to work with a lot of positive for Jim Goodwin I think not the greatest performance but a good point a point apiece in Paisley it finished St Mirren 1 Motherwell 1 uh, we watched that one in the studio It wasn't a bad game at all Roger Hanna It wasn't the worst game I've seen this season at all Very similar As I said a couple of times during the show To Motherwell at Tannadice a couple of weeks ago They started really brightly They got ahead They couldn't build on the 1-0 lead They started dropping deeper and deeper And they paid the penalty late on This time with a penalty 
Uh, Gordon Dale, was there a, a standout player, a man of the match for you there? Um, I thought I thought the, you've got to congratulate to the two goalkeepers. I thought um, you know, especially St. Mirren goalkeeper Anik. I thought if uh, Tony Watt, I know we all say that strikers should score, but the goalkeeper does what he has to do. Defanti Cole, and then there was a, a terrific free kick from uh, Hara. So I think that you know Anik has been a real good signing for him. Got to say he's he's a very very good goalkeeper. I enjoyed the game, Gordon. I thought it was an entertaining game. As I say, I think Motherwell, Graham Alexander will be quietly pleased. Although I was a bit surprised when the game really stretched. I know what Roger was saying about Motherwell going deep. What happened was it was evident that the the defence went deep. The midfield stayed where they were and the front men, the three front men stayed up and there were huge gaps in between. And I was just surprised that he didn't make that defensive uh, substitution with Maguire getting in there and just showing everything up and saying, right, we'll take 1-0 because it would have been a great result. But I think if you'd asked him coming here prior with the limited time he's had to work, would you take a point and been happy? I think he would have. Yeah, that's the thing. Everyone would have taken a point from a Mullow perspective, Mark, before the game. What we'll need to do is see that penalty again because we we did admit we put our hands up and said that we're assuming that there's something that we can't see on the screen here because if it's based on that that first shot that we watched, it's a horrendous decision. Yeah. But Gordon's right. The Mullow players and the management don't look overly bothered by it. So I'm going to give Bobby mm-hmm. Madden the benefit of the doubt until we perhaps get another look at it. Um, and and that will maybe then swing the mood. You take the point before the game, but if you've been Robbed of that win by by the penalty, then then you might feel a bit hard done. Yeah, by. your mood changes. I think Graham Alexander will be delighted with how his team approached the game, with the chances they created, getting themselves ahead. And if you've been undone with a soft penalty, yeah, the mood changes. But you're right; it was pretty strange not to see any Motherwell players crowd the referee, which we don't want to see, obviously, or the manager protest at full time. It looks soft to us. We can only assume. I'm not sure we read too much that. into the manager because it's his first day. It's his first, first day of the job. You're not, you're not falling out with managers on the first day, are you? Let's uh, no. with referees in the first but day. I, I suppose when he woke up this morning, going to St Mirren and the form they've been in recently in the past month or so, yeah, Graham Alexander would have thought, yeah, a point. When I've only spoke to my players yesterday, I'll take a point but again it's cruel when you're 10 minutes away from all three points in a dream start yeah, you might look at it differently later on tonight I think uh, he will look at that game today and he'll be encouraged what he's seen he see a team that's actually kind of when you go into a position like him they haven't won since the 31st of October you're looking to see what the positives are for me they created f- numerous chances on today's performance he's not going into a team that are not creating and you think right how do we actually manage to do that Roger you've seen them a lot more than me over the, the last few weeks They have created numerous chances For me that is harsh I'll, I'll put my, my neck out there now I think it was harsh Now again we could be proven wrong we, we, we'll be a bit more TV evidence down the line But for me I felt it was very harsh uh, And we went back to the point in the first half When they were one up They had to get that second one And you touched on that Roger And he'll take positives He'll look for positives And he'll grab them The goalkeeper makes a decent debut The defence Other than the penalty incident The defence Looked reasonably sold O'Hara came back into the midfield And contributed And the two guys you look to for goals Devante Cole scores And also gets a sight of goal And Tony Watts had a couple of sights of goal as well So he'll grab a few positives there He'll try and encourage the players through the week And go again yep. next, mid- next uh, weekend I should say 
01419511025 It's that time of the afternoon We got here pretty quickly Considering we've only got two Premiership games So now the floor is yours What is on your mind? Was your team in action today? If so, what did you make of it? 01419511025 St Mirren fans, Motherwell fans How did you see the game in Paisley? Is that a good start to life under Graham Alexander? What did you make of the penalty? Motherwell fans, is that one that frustrates you? Let us know uh, And two big games across the coming days Celtic fans back from Dubai What are you expecting against Hibs on Monday Rangers fans always look forward to that trip to Pataudry Give us all your thoughts 01419511025 Your chance to have your say is next The games are over The talking begins 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Full time in the Scottish Premiership It finished St Mirren 1 Motherwell 1 And Kilmarnock 2 Hamilton Ackies Nil. That is your lot in the top flight The weather caused havoc in the Scottish Cup I'll give you some of those results um, In the not too distant future But in the meantime it's over to you To have your say on the open line 01419511025 What's on your mind? Are you a Rangers fan looking ahead to the trip to Pataudry? What are you expecting there? Maybe you want to talk transfers January window Celtic fans back from Dubai We've heard from the team for the first time today David Turnbull is the player of the month John Kennedy on media duties as well And what about today's game St Mirren fans Motherwell fans Share of the spoils Was that was that fair Was that the right result What about that penalty award 01419511025 um, The weekend's just beginning Roger Hanna Usually Saturday night You're rounding it off But um, this is a weekend Where we've not seen Rangers or Celtic in action yet So still lots to come Yeah we said that At the top of the show A very long Extended footballing weekend This weekend started at Hamden last night And won't finish until Celtic Park On Monday night Huge game for Rangers yesterday A lot of words spoken A lot of words written this week About Rangers going to Pataudry Listen to Conor Goldson yesterday I, I think he spoke very well And he said If Rangers are to win tomorrow up there That would be a statement win In terms of this season's title And I agree with Conor Goldson Because if you can beat Celtic One weekend And then you can go to Pataudry And win the next weekend And in doing so Go 22 points clear At the top of the Premiership table then that is a statement from Rangers. Yeah, I totally agree, and uh, I, I quite like the fact that they're actually throwing that out there. You know, you can quite easily sit in the fence, give the generic, or oh, it's a you know it's another three points and things. But I think the importance on the back of the old firm again, it would show another bit more uh, progression. I, I always go back to uh, how the defensive record this year is it's a remarkable. In, in all the years and recent years, Celtic been so dominant. That five goals in twenty-two games is a remarkable return. And that would merit what Stephen Gerrard speaks about yesterday The contract extension for Leon Balogun, Alec No, without doubt, I think he's come in I think what a great addition You know, when you lose a guy so late uh, You know, he's, he's already started the season Yeah, a good up-and-coming player Very aggressive And he's that aggressive type To go and get Balogun at that late stage I thought it was a brilliant piece of business And I would most certainly advocate another uh, extension and, his contract. and we've spoken about recruitment We spoke about Celtic's need for a centre-half when Leon Balligan was signed, I think there were people on the show saying, hang on a minute, Rangers have got Goldson, they've got Katic, they've got Hollander, they've got Edmondson. Why do they need another centre-half? That shows you why they need it. They wanted to go before, yeah. Roger, four-fit centre-halves. And I think, as you mentioned, or one of you guys mentioned, Ellen, Celtic have gone with chosen to go with three, potentially four if you use El Hamed. But it's been a kind of Achilles heel for Celtic this season. 01419511025. That is the number you need. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Looking for all your thoughts on today's football, tomorrow's football, Monday's football, the transfer window, anything else that you think we've missed. 
five. Uh, we'll get to them in the not too distant future. I'll just give you a bit of time to pick up the phone and get them in. Just the two games, remember, in the Premiership today: Dundee United, St Johnson off in the Cup, Alloa two, Cove three, East Fife five, Trinent one, Fraserburgh two. Banks with the one um, If you think I've not read out many That's because the rest Were all off Pretty and, much and, Roger and, one, and one for Alison Conroy Four for leading Linlithgow Rose Deep into extra time No replays of course In the cup this season So Station Park's the place To be at for late action <laughs> Not, not <laughs> often oh, you brilliant. say that Now l- listen We're at five past five I'm, I'm normally down trackside Chasing managers up and down to, to send in the audio Of the interviews At this time of night So I'm not too sure When you guys in the studio Talk through the, the Pre-match predictions Gordon Is it about now? Uh, nah, we, nah We sometimes don't bother <laughs> I just oh, leave right, it okay, yeah, That's okay No I'm just inquiring so what did you go for? I'm go asking for a friend. Since 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 this is your oh, one, oh, 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 since, you since this is your one, your first and your last time in the studio <laughs> on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, I, I I luckily picked a go on like one and a, a draw at Paisley. Well done. Credit where it's due. I, Only I, two I, games I, today, of course. Yeah. You, I, I, you, I was robbed. You I, veterans usually I, have to predict six games. Yeah, of course. But I was I, robbed. I texted Bobby Madden and said, "Come on, Bob. <laughs> Need a penalty here at the end. Get some back into the." No, you two, nothing. Well, that was very close. Uh, uh, that that terrible decision by Bobby Madden's cost me. You, you no, are, you are no, no, running. I, I kind of get close to a prediction right at the minute. <laughs> Hopeless. All uh, right, let's go to the phones. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Alec is a Motherwell fan from Motherwell. Um, what is on your mind tonight, Alec? Hi, Gordon. Thanks for letting me on. Uh, it's. With regards to the, the appointment of Graham Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the guy's never played up here. Now, this is no disrespect to the guy. I, I don't know him personally, blah, blah, but he's never played up here. He's never managed up here. You're sticking him into a team who's really, really struggling, and your mother was missed it, and like Tommy Wright, other guys that know the premiership inside out, know what the other teams are about, and they, they know how other teams are set up. And I just find it strange that they bypassed Tommy Wright. To go for Graham Alexander Interesting Because I've not um, Heard many Motherwell fans Who are not happy With the decision Yet um, no, Alec is I'm not disappointed No I'm not I'm disappointed Don't get me wrong I'm, I'll give the guy Every bang that he needs In that But I just think For a guy to come up And go into a team Who's struggling And It's not a big league The Premiership But you've got Tommy Wright As I say Who knows I would say Every team inside out And I think Graham Alexander's Gone into it blind because he doesn't know the teams Do So forget that it's Motherwell then Alec Any, any team anywhere If they're hiring a new manager Does it always have to be someone Who's played or managed there before Because I'm sure Stephen Robinson you'd, didn't You'd concede there are countless examples Of, of good managers who haven't had that experience I understand that aye But I think it's it would be To me if I was in the board of Motherwell I would say Look I want a guy in that knows the team That we're going to be fighting against I know how these teams set up Usually but to me, just bringing in a stranger who's only met them for a day, doesn't know what they're like, I just think it's a, it's a big, big risk to take. I think Graeme Alexander, well, not hugely experienced, but an experienced coach, he obviously knows the game. But I think there will be fans like Alec who read the interview yesterday when he came out and says, you know, I'm out of my comfort zone here. If I was a Motherwell fan and I read that in day one, I would think, oh, what's he mean by that? And would we be safer with a Tommy Wright who got success with a, a, a team that didn't have the biggest budget but got the best out of players that were there uh, and somehow dragged something out of them that others didn't see? Mm. Would they be better suited to that? Time will tell. But I, I can see Alex's point in saying, well, 
managers out the comfort zone. We needed someone who knows how to get us out of this mess. Graham Alexander might be that guy, but you can see why he's it, concerned. Is it not just about getting the best man? For the job it, it reminds me of the old debates We always have When Celtic or Rangers Need a manager Ah it needs to be A good Rangers man Or it needs to be A good Celtic man It's, it's not just about The best best person for the job Yeah and you know yourself We discussed it earlier There are no guarantees Ever When you go and appoint A new manager I'm sure the mother will board Did all their due diligence I think they worked hard Whittling down a short list Of the four who were interviewed um, It was quite a broad short list As we said earlier on the show There was the in-house option There was the tried and trusted option Or there was what you might describe The left field option The guys like Graham Alexander Who's never managed up here Never played up here What Graham Alexander will bring Is a fresh set of eyes Not only to the Motherwell squad But when he's looking at oppositions as well He might see things and opponents That Motherwell can exploit And it's worth reminding there were 10 or 15 minutes from getting a win here at St mm. Mirren Which would have been a fantastic start for Graham Alexander Yeah Alec what did you make to the start of life under Graham Alexander It looked for a long time like it would be three points It's one point in the end Well typical when you're done You're done But another thing I, I was just thinking about was mm. I don't know what the actual figures are But Steve Robinson's quote that the team that scores first Usually goes on to win the game mm-hmm. Well, Mullen must be the exception because if you look at the last, well, three of the last games that I can remember, they took the lead today, they didn't win. They took the lead at Dundee United, they didn't win. They took the lead against Rangers, they didn't win. I mean, it's kind of... No, well, to me, a couple of things. The stat is if you score first... You 90% of the time you do not lose the game. Not that you're going to win, but you do not lose the game. Um... But that leaves a 10% chance And, and yeah, Mother will have, have found that at, at, at certain games Not necessarily today though Because like I say, the stat is that you avoid yeah, defeat Losing, yeah Which they did, but I don't know um, be in, Alec, did you happen to see, Oh, he's gone I was going to see if he had seen that, that penalty clip Because I'm, I'm very interested in the, I'm looking at social media And seeing numerous St Mirren fans saying Oh my goodness, that is never a penalty. That is laughable. So I'll be keen to. Uh, I really want to see it again. Yeah, listen, Gordon Dale was right. We saw Graham Alexander go onto the pitch and he didn't confront Bobby Madden in any way, shape, or form. He went over and politely shook the referee's hand. But interesting to hear what he says when he speaks to Alison after the game and, and how upset or otherwise he is about the decision because it was contentious, to say the least. I, w- I wouldn't expect a manager just uh, one, one day. Uh, in his tenure to go up and start ranting raving to a, a referee you know you don't want to have to go in the wrong footing he may well have waited to the tunnel to go and go what is it you actually saw you know and try and kind of get an idea of why he gave it let's go back to the let's go back to the Smyza Stadium and get the eyewitness account Gordon DL he's still with us mm. yeah I'm... I was also expecting <laughs> him to have chucked it oh he sounds happy I thought he'd have chucked it <laughs> yeah, I'm here. This is interesting because you will be due all the credit in the world if you've called this right on one view and we've all got it wrong after seeing replays. You, you can dine out on that all you want. What, what was it that? You, what made you think it was a penalty? Forget Graham Alexander's reaction. Let's drop the amateur psychology stuff. What about the actual incident itself? Well, you're you're looking at a crowded penalty box, Gordon. And when I see the challenge coming in, you know I know that Irwin's backing in, and you see the challenge. You think when Irwin goes down, I thought from this point where I'm watching it, I thought it looked like a penalty, I said, that's a penalty kick Bobby Madden, who's probably on the 18 yard line, points to the spot, takes his time, points to the spot, but you guys have got the advantage of watching it 2-3 times, I've been in the studio and right away I've went, that's a penalty kick, and then I've watched it over again and thought, no I might it's not It's warm be. in here isn't it, so, when, when you've been here in the past 
Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit warm and what is here, to be honest with you. Gordon, was but it was it, it the, was it the foul by Gallagher that, that immediately caught it? Because obviously Roger says it may well have been a kind of. He might have seen a, a late tackle by Mugabe. What is it you I actually saw? Mugabe. I think I think it was Mugabe. But what I'm getting here, and I know it's going to be by right. I don't like name names, but there's some motherwell people going about looking up, giving me the the old uh, diving uh, <laughs> gestures. So that tells me that they've watched it about ten, fifteen times. Guys, it was a difficult one, but you're looking. My my thing is, you're looking at probably one of the best referees in, in Scotland going about gets gets most of the big games. Yeah, he's on the eighteen yard line. He, to me, he's got a great view of it. I know you, you um, would think you would get it right, wouldn't you? Well, that's my opinion, Gordon. But also, once again, you always get back to the reaction of the the players that you know the Motherwell players, for instance. I didn't see them really Why do you always go back to that though? What's that, what's that actually got to do with it? Sometimes it's an interesting wee subplot But it, that, that will never impact whether it was a penalty or not No, but if they feel that there's an injustice against them They'll go and appeal to it That's just, that's just a natural reaction as a player mm. It's the same when you see a player giving a free kick away in the middle of the park And the referee points, you know, it's a foul And you don't think it is You get up and you start having a little dig at the referee if nah, say, we're well behaved Listen, Well I, behaved I, I, in this part of the world I have to defend I think if I died in the role of mother of a man like Gordon Dale says it's a penalty For me it's a penalty mm. um, Well, I can tell you I'll give you a wee snapshot Graham Alexander says it it, it wasn't a penalty um, And actually mm. This is interesting Because if you think That he was going to keep His card as close to his chest And do the full Polite thing On his oh, on his wow. first day And not complain at refs There's another wee comment In there that's a nice wee oh. Nice wee dig as well We'll, we'll let, we'll let that play wait. out um, At some point That's maybe on its way to us Hopefully uh, Hugh Is a Motherwell fan From Lanark What was your view of it Hugh? Hi Gordon Hi um, <coughs> guys um, yep. Just in regards to Obviously first of all In regards to Mr DL Saying it was a penalty And about players reacting I think that's down to the play, Maybe the players confidence They've had over the last few months So possibly that that's down to it. Never a penalty And I sat and watched it Mum TV And Ali Defoy And David Van Zanten Were astonished by it David Van Zanten's word was That's shocking But I'll take it because never a penalty Because I couldn't see Where the penalty was given Ah but Hugh Gordon um, DL The defender of referees Has told you That Bobby Madden's One of the best in the country And he was he was on the 18 yard line And the model players Didn't complain Ah come on I mean again I put that down To their confidence Whether they just think Oh no Again here we go again um, But it was never a penalty Said my fans Even with some of my My, my friends at work Who are some supporters they, They've texted me says, We got away with one there Again, but that, that's just our luck. But there, even, I think even Stephen Cregan posted on Twitter, Bobby Madden gives Mullow, uh, gives a penalty against Mullow. Never. How many penalties is he given against us? Now, I'm not saying he's got a vendetta, but come on, Bobby Madden's got to look at that and say, no, it's never a penalty. Hugh, Hugh were you encouraged by the way your team played today because we were uh, here in the studio? Uh, I, I like, I, I'll be perfectly honest, I thought the first half, the pressure yeah. we put on, we were more front-footed. Not a lot of long balls, only doing long balls when we needed to, to clear the lines, but it was all passing and passing. Um, so yes, I was encouraged, but is that down to this manager syndrome? The, the manager comes in, players have got to step up. I don't know, but I, I was improved. Even the second half, I thought we got a slightly deeper border than the 70th minute. We sort of dropped back a wee bit and invited St Marnionis. Um But we do need a couple of players, and we all know that. But yes, I was definitely encouraged by how they set about the game, how they went about it. Uh, and I, it was good to see Hasty on, but I think his confidence is so low. He's not wanting to try and take players on, he's not wanting to try things, and we know what he can do. So, yes, definitely. I'm encouraged. 
I would be uh, as well if I was a Motherwell fan after watching that. Uh, I think Hughes right some of the football they played. Uh, you know, looked uh, a lot more relaxed, a lot more thought put in it. Now I'm not saying for one minute that's down to Stephen Robinson because I was a fan of Stephen Robinson. But sometimes you just get that with a new manager. Alex, you know, gave us an insight into what he told his players when he went in in a similar circumstance. Just relax. There's no pressure Go and enjoy on you. It. Yeah, we aren't going to judge you. I think you could see that in some of the Motherwell players today and if it continues like that they'll eventually turn this run around and get results get over the line get three points they just need that 1-1 one, one to, to kickstart them Yeah Gordon you could see that certainly in the first half but to be fair even during this difficult break looking okay in periods of games has not really been Motherwell's problem it's about doing the, the, the most important things keeping it shut at one end and, and finding decisive goals at the other yeah, they're not finding the, the, the right balance, Gordon, of how to win a football game. I thought first half they were excellent. I really did. I thought they were sharp. I thought they were first to the ball. They were uh, playing some good football. They created some good chance. The game, I think that if you're Graham Alexander, I'd be disappointed that I'm not going in half time, basically a game out of, of sight. They should at least been three, at the very, very worst, two up, because... Cole or Tony Watt, especially Tony Watt, I was having a chat to him before uh, when he was coming in the stadium and I was having a wee chat to him about his PlayStation, might have put him off, but he should really put that ball in the back of the net and, uh, and you're, you're in a good position then at half time. But as the caller said there, and I think everybody's uh, back home watching it, and especially when you're at the game and you're sitting and you've got a good advantage view of it, the defence went to the 18-yard line. It went deeper and deeper. The midfield players stayed round about the halfway line. And the front men were the three front men, which I found surprising for Graham Alexander. He must have thought we could get the second goal here and kill this game off. But St Mirren were coming into the game gradually. Brophy was bringing something to St Mirren. They were starting to put a little bit of pressure on. And then, ironically, when St Mirren scored the penalty kick... He then makes a substitution that I I believe that probably could have made and, and seen this game out. But he's he's doing his his, his press interviews you now. I think maybe what you're saying about is having a wee dig at maybe Bobby Mann after it and why not after the game is because I think like everybody else, and you guys are brilliant after watching it five, six times, he's probably went into the dressing room and had a good look at it and thought no, that's never a penalty kick. So he's kept, kept his powder dry until he's got in the dressing room. But I think there was a lot of positives there for Motherwell. But they have to get out this bad habit that if they don't get that second goal, they can't start not playing as a team. They started playing in three units and that's where St Mirren took control and get back into the game. You can almost hear that beeping, that's him backtracking and it. Beep. He's, he's trying He's trying his best That's fine uh, Hugh Quickly then What about the appointment itself Time will tell if it's a success But what's your You know reaction When you heard the news The right choice for you uh, Definitely I know the previous caller says That it, he doesn't. he's never played in the league And he's uh, never managed a team up here But if you go and ask him Has Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers Ever done that So But I'm, I'm happy with Alexander uh, The reason being is Because if you go and look at his win ratio And what he's done down south He's had Teams that's won promotion Moved on uh, he's got the best win ratio out the others, and I'm not. I, I'm the, happy with Tommy Wright also because yes, he does know the league. And, but Alexander thinks probably more contacts down south. Uh, and what I did hear from inside the club was he, he, he's actually stated he wants to be five or six in and about three or four out. So 
I'm not saying I want any players leaving, but I just want an improvement in the team as any fan would with their team. But yes, I'm happy with Alexander. All right, thank you very much. That was Hugh Motherwell fan from Lanark. We'll hear from Graham Alexander and Jim Goodwin their thoughts on that penalty incident. We're going to start looking ahead to tomorrow's game at Pataudry and Monday's game uh, between Celtic and Hibs all coming next. Get your calls in. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025. Not such a busy day of football But plenty of talking points Nevertheless From the games that did take part I suspect we'll get Even more talking points Across the weekend Though Aberdeen Rangers Tomorrow Hibs Celtic Monday Let's bring in Andy from Finiston Who's a Rangers fan What are you thinking Ahead of tomorrow Andy? Hi, hi guys How are you all doing? Oh, good to I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow I'm looking forward to Obviously Get the three points But I think What I really want is They got there tomorrow Start getting A really good performance Start playing the free one football again, you know what I mean? Just to show everybody else in that league that there's no pressure on us. We're just going to keep keep going and going and playing. You know, never mind the grind out results tomorrow. Just go up there and just show the rest of the league that, aye, we are here to stay. Yeah, we we, uh, we always talk about it, Mark and I, when we're on the show, that the importance of trying to apply pressure to your uh, rivals, particularly when they've got a day to wait on the back of the Dubai uh, trip as well So it's an opportunity For Rangers to do that uh, I'm fascinated Because of some of Derek uh, McInnes' comments Over the last couple of days He feels as if He's got his personnel back The key men Because Grove wasn't fit For the early exchanges You know you've got uh, Main as well um, Ferguson uh, missed the one At Ibrox didn't he Yeah Ferguson missed that So there's been key players uh, That Derek will feel as if They can come in And impact tomorrow Obviously Ross McCrory Won't play due to being on loan uh, for, I suppose that's probably One guy that would have Started Mark But in the main, I think Rangers will go up there with plenty of confidence. So I'm, I'm expecting a big uh, ding-dong tomorrow. It, it, you know, just take the confidence from the Celtic game alone. Not playing at your best, but still winning. Uh, that even just it gives you a wee bit more confidence, if anything. Go, and go to Pataudry. Roger says it, uh, and Connor Goldson said it. If you could go and win, yeah, it's a huge statement. It just shows you that you've got that bit between your teeth. You're purely focused and what you need to do to win the championship as soon as possible. You're not even thinking about dropping points. And, and yes, Aberdeen have got players back, but I just it's just a place that Rangers, I think, know how to win in recent times, or or or, or not get beat, should I say. Um, so I, I fancy them strongly. I just can't see anybody beating them at the minute, purely because what Alex touched on earlier, their defensive record is so strong that whoever they put in there, you know... Does the same job Week after week So they'll be granted This game with huge any, confidence Any concern at all Andy About st- still not having The likes of Ryan Jack And, and Scott Arfield I'm, sh- I'm sure at least One of them Would have played a part tomorrow Oh yeah definitely Going to miss A too I definitely But <clears throat> We keep saying it all season We've got the squad in it that, You know We've got the boys in there That can fill in Which They will be missed But The way the squad's playing And not We can We'll cope with it just now You know what I mean I think Ruth got he's injured, didn't he? Ruth? Yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. So you're going to start Morelos probably in maybe before. I, uh, I would expect, before. sorry Andy, I would expect him, and I, I don't know this, but I would expect him to go with Hadji, purely for the point of view as leading up to the Old Firm game. Hadji was one of the form players. So Hadji, Morelos and Kent. Yeah, I think. So that would what, leave Aribo, Kamara, Davis? Yeah, same midfield. Uh, I, I think one of the, the factors, I, I was talking to Mark at one of the breaks, uh, in terms of December, I think there was eight or nine games over the course of that month, and when we, we've been there, it's a right hard shift. And I think uh, two or three days that Rangers have had off at the earlier part of this week might be a real bonus for them just to come off the legs and then they have to get back up to speed because there's no point in going... So you get, don't think it, they'll rotate it as tomorrow? much now because they are, they've are they seen that 
you know, larger period of games where they had to rotate, obviously, yeah. but do you think they'll get any more settled? Well, team pa- with the part of the rotation in the middle of the park, Mark, is that, you know, Arfield was kind of scoring goals, performing at a good level. Aribo's come back into the mix, but I think the midfield picks itself now because there's four. You've, you've got the three that we mentioned there, plus Zungu. Zungu doesn't get ahead of Stephen Davis for me. No, when it comes to these games, you know, I think Davis has been impeccable. And so the, the front three will be the decider, whether it's the four or Hadji. I think, I think now, the, because of these three key injuries, then it kind of make the, the team picks itself. For, for me, tomorrow, a lot of it comes down actually to Aberdeen because you know what you're going to get with Rangers. They are going to be defensively solid. You know what you're going to get from that midfield three. You, you tend to know what you're going to get from the front three, but, but Aberdeen have. Dramatically underachieved Against Rangers this season They were dreadful In the first day of the season It was 1-0 coming on Anything you like yeah, For Rangers up at Pataudry They then Aberdeen then Come down to Ibrox in November And lose 4 nothing. A really really poor performance as well So if Aberdeen Don't show up For a third consecutive game Against Rangers Rangers will go there and win And they'll make the statement When Conor Goldson speaks about But Derek McInnes Will have spent this week Telling his players You haven't shown up twice this season You, you can't fail to show mm. up again So the Cosgroves, the Fergusons, all of these guys as well. Scott Wright is trying to win himself a move down south. These guys are going to need to show up. Otherwise, Rangers are going to get the three points. Andy, you, you used phrases like, you know, sort of sending out a message, that sort of thing. Well, well, the Rangers need to do that. Is, is have, going into the new year 19 points clear not, not message enough? I, I, I know it's fine with Celtic still game in hand. No, but just to keep, you know, I'm happy with I'm delighted with where we new, but no, just keep it going, just keep no we just can't light up, especially after being sell it. We don't like to go up and that many points now. Uh, and I just hope Aberdeen Day will be go to tomorrow because I think that would definitely suit us even better, you know, rather than they're sitting back. So I I'm just uh when you were on the other night about the you know, unbeaten run, you're asking the boys if they did unbeaten run through the whole season. I think that might go down to be how far we go in Europe. If we really a good European run, we might drop some points. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the other night we were speculating a bit, Alex. Yeah, is it now the time to even consider if Rangers could go the league season unbeaten? Because it's twenty-two games. I think if you ask that question in September or October, yeah. it's completely laughable. But we must be in the territory. I know the Rangers fans. Some of them don't care. They they want to yeah. win the league, and and that's the end of it. But. We're talking about signs of a defeat And there really aren't any yet No, no that's absolutely right But listen You have to be extremely consistent Over the course of 38 games gone And, and to not have an off day You know Sometimes they come along uh, It's how they negotiate the, the off days You know I think uh, uh, If you ask most Rangers fans They wouldn't care less How many games they lost As long as they won the league uh, You know I don't think that's a, a, a real importance For Steven Gerrard and his players Obviously the longer it goes on The more you want to preserve that, that particular run Without losing a game So mm. They'll be trying to continue that tomorrow That's for sure Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard a Tough challenge They're a good team They've got good players They've got players returning from injury um, They obviously had a few players That were missing due to Covid situations you know, Over the last couple of fixtures I think it was um, So it's always going to be A tough challenge Derek's a good coach He has the team well drilled um, You know He squeezes every little bit Out of his players In terms of Having them ready to compete And you know, players that can really hurt you. So our respect for Aberdeen and um, what we're going to face is certainly there. Uh, having said that, you know, we're going up to Pataudry. Um, We went up there at the beginning of the season, performed ever so well. It was really calm atmosphere, very different from the normal Pataudry. Um And we really went up there and performed ever so well and deserved our victory. Um, we're looking to try and do the same thing. We're going up there for three points. 
Um, I'm looking for a performance that deserves them three points. And um, I believe if we you know if we can get close to our best, um, we're confident we can get what we want. It's always an interesting approach, or, or how do Aberdeen approach it? Because we've seen in, in the in previous games that you know do a sort of man for man for man type thing, or you know really try and do that. But Rangers have managed to suck them out of different positions. Look at the first game of the season. Was it Scott McKenna went following? Was it Morelos away into an area in. which yeah. allows Kent to go in behind? Even the the game at Ibrooks and it really didn't work. Rangers yeah. Rangers battered them for the first fifty five minutes or so in yeah. that one. Gave them the run around. I was just about to say that to Alex there. Um, they've tried some strange approaches, some approaches that are quite unconventional that you don't often see in the game. The kind of man Martin technique that wherever your your player goes in the pitch, you follow them. The danger with that is if you get it spot on and everybody does their job, perhaps it could work. But it leaves holes. All you need is one person to switch off. All you need is one slip, one deflected pass to to fall in the right place, and you're you're done. It, the the full team is bust. So it'll be interesting to see how Derek approaches it tomorrow. Do you go with the back three two games. Go, go with the back three again because obviously the Kennedy on one side, and then they have uh, Johnny Hayes and other the three centre half. Roger, so we would go with that and maybe concede a, a body. It'll be interesting to see what he does because so much of Rangers' attacking energy has come from the fullbacks Tavernier and Barisic, and Celtic actually quelled them. Celtic kept them quiet last week with. Their two fullbacks and the guys coming off the sides of the midfield diamonds going over there to, to support. Aberdeen don't really have any of that. You know, Aberdeen's wide guys are, are attacking guys. That he, you know, he's in Kennedy. Yeah. They're not fullbacks who have become wingbacks. They're wingers who have become wingbacks. Yep. If you like, so it'll be fascinating to see mm. whether Derek trusts them to do the job against Barisic and Tavernier on their own, or whether he decides that he is going to tweak it and he's either going to put in fullbacks like so. Does Shea Logan come back in on the right, maybe instead of Matty Kennedy? You know, does he does he push Considine out one onto the left to try and give them a bit more defensive solidity? Uh, Gordon DL being at Paisley today has it is it giving you the bug? You you want us to send you up to Petodre to cover that game for us tomorrow? I think it's giving me the flu. I don't know about the bug. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'll just watch that for the comfort in my living room if I'm okay with that one, boys. Uh, I'm delighted to use it for the da- dodgy da- box da- again. The fire stick, yep. No, that's broken. That's all that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Even that's left me. Three, three wipes and a fire stick. <laughs> I can't hold on to anything. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Do you know what it's worse? He's not even kidding. Right. <laughs> Up the road. See you later. Good luck. Yeah. Cheers. See if I have to hear again about that broken fire stick. Honestly, no shop about it. I hope he remembers to hand in those boots to the woman next door. Behind uh, heels. Thank you very much, Gordon DL. Watched. St Mirren Motherwell for us today uh, Liam is a Celtic fan from Airdrie Liam a lot of this week has been about well Dubai obviously but then the, the, the kind of transfers and where Celtic go from here and what, what needs addressed and all the rest of it what are your thoughts? Hi Gordon thanks for taking my call um, I think I want to talk about the goalkeepers because I think that um, Fraser Foster came out yesterday with an interview saying that he basically didn't want to come back to Celtic and I think that should basically put to bed any idea of him ever coming back you know it's his decision he didn't want to come back to Celtic just fine but you know, unfortunately, I would like to Fraser Buster back, but he didn't want to come back. So we just need to stop criticising Peter Lawwell and Neil Lennon, people like that. Um, I think in reflection, we should have gone for someone like Joe Lewis or Trevor Carson. I think bringing in Barkas, given the situation with COVID, given the fact that he couldn't get to know his teammates, adapt to a new country, I think we should have stuck to local players. And, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I think we should have, we've, we've handled COVID badly. There's no doubt about that. Celtic have handled the COVID situation with Balangoli going to Dubai. And then we've had some bad luck with guys like Edward, Beaton, El Hamid having to isolate, even Ryan Christie now even getting the virus still having to isolate. Um, but we have handled it badly. 
And I actually think, I know this is a separate issue, I think it's a question of when, not if, unfortunately, when football stops again. And the SPFL have not got any protocol in place. We're going to be in the same situation we were in last year. It's going to be a shambles again. Um, but, you know, I think we should have stuck to local players rather than buying foreign. And I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, the goalkeeping one, Liam's thrown a couple of names there, Roger. What do you think? Um, listen, they're both good goalkeepers. Trevor Carson's one who Celtic have looked at in the past. He's injured, um, isn't he? Joe Lewis, you know, you listen to Derek McInnes, he wouldn't swap Joe Lewis for anyone. He absolutely loves him. They've given him the captain's armband up there. So two decent goalkeepers. I think, though, if you're going to be goalkeeper at Celtic at Rangers, it's a different ball game altogether. You know, Craig Gordon was head and shoulders above any of the guys that have been mentioned, as was Fraser Foster. Um, there was a period of time there Celtic had, had the two of them fighting it out for the gloves. Um, and last season, Foster, Liam's right, Foster didn't want to sign a deal. Um, Craig Gordon was offered a wage cut, decided against it, and went back to Hearts. So Celtic were in the market to try and get a goalkeeper. They could have looked at Lewis, they could have looked at Carson, they could have looked closer to home. They chose to spend £5 million on Vasilis Barkas. He was one, I have to confess, I didn't know much about when he came, but he hasn't really impressed this season. And I think Celtic supporters, until the club gets someone of the stature and quality of a Foster or a Gordon again, then the supporters will continue to criticise. Well, they're not easy to come by. No, it's not. But, not. but given the struggles this season, it's led to people like Liam talking about Guys who are right here under Celtics Knows that As a as a direct replacement for Fraser Forster You probably would have said No we can't go from Fra- Forster to But, but compared to Barkas or, or, or the chopping and Bain. changing between yeah. Bain You can see why fans are saying oh, should, should we not just have got Seagrist from Dundee United for instance That's another I think name he's a good shout. I, I think that's a very good shout. Seagrist he's out his last, last four I months I think that the whole ludicrous thing about this situation Is Foster's now come out And you know maybe exonerates Neil Lennon and Peter Lowell About that kind of move The ludicrous thing is And you says they're not easy to come by It's Craig Gordon Yes he's easy to come by He's in the building He's your goalkeeper You let him go You didn't You weren't outbid by Hearts You weren't beaten by another team you willingly let that guy go because you weren't willing to offer him what he wanted or what he deserved. Now that's that's uh, the thing Celtic fans can't wrap their head around, especially when they see Barkas coming, when they see Bain struggling so badly, uh, and when you see the young boy putting goals and kind of hung it to dry a bit. They're thinking we let this guy walk out, and we could have had him, and it could have made such a difference this I, season. I'm an enormous fan of Craig Gordon and have been since he came through at Hearts. The one thing I'll say about this argument is. If Neil Lennon was convinced about Craig Gordon He would never have brought Fraser Foster back in the first place So, you know, yeah, maybe Craig yeah. Gordon saw the writing in the wall mm. from a long way out Liam, what about Monday night then? I, I can't even ask you if it's a must-win game I think that's so obvious um, It's it's probably beyond that now Is that is that a, a fixture that poses any any threat, any concern for you? Gordon, it's just the fact we're coming back from, you know, a jolly You know, jolly boys out and, and it, You know, the whole thing was a disaster We should never have been in Dubai and I, I'm, I'm really concerned. I know Hibs are kind of hit and miss at the moment, but we have got to win this game. It's an absolute must-win game. Can I just say very quickly as well, you know, people have got short memories of Craig Gordon. It was actually Brendan Rodgers who dropped him for Scott Bain. You know, so Gordon was making a few mistakes, especially with the ball at his feet. So I don't think Craig Gordon was the long-term answer, even though he, you know, he's still playing now. But um, we have got to win. We've got to beat Hibs. You know, we cannot go 22 points behind Rangers. If we do, then, a, you know, major heads should roll. Neil Lennon... Peter Lawwell got an answer for going to Dubai but not beating Hibs. Here's what John Kennedy said about that Dubai trip. He was the one on media duties today. I think probably you guys back here probably got a snapshot of, you know, one or two 
pictures that might kick around um, from maybe local people or, or people who are on holiday. And, and it, it paints a, a picture which is probably a bit false in the terms that, you know, the whole week, you know, we had a lot of uh, work to put into the, the trip itself. We had a lot of people who spent a lot of time and effort traveling out there, you know, before we before we arrived, making sure everything was uh, ready for us. Um, in terms of the protocols in Dubai, you know, the hotel worked very hard with us in terms of giving us our own areas. Uh, we had our own, pretty much for a period, our own tower, our own, our own eating places, uh, our own meeting groups. Um, we pretty much left uh, in our own uh, entrance and exit. So at no point did we go into, have to really go into the main part of the building. We were kind of kept aside and, and again, it was just to try and follow the protocols. We went through. Uh, before we arrived, before we went there, we took advice from uh, the usual advisors. We made sure we were following all the protocols we had to. 01419511025. Thank you to Liam in Airdrie. More of your calls and more manager reaction next. After they play, you have your say. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Well, Johanna, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray are here to take your calls. 01419511025. Five. Let's start hearing from today's manager, shall we? Graham Alexander, a first game for him in charge of Motherwell. 1-0 up due to Devante Cole's first half strike. Looked like they were going to get all three points. Bobby Madden pointed to the spot, though. St Mirren scored the penalty and the game finished 1-0. Let's hear what the Motherwell manager made of that big moment. I think if we'd have kept our, what we did in the first half, I think we'd have won the game. But I think I think we've been harshly... Uh, Dealt with with the penalty. To be fair, I, th- I thought it was coming a little bit because of um, an influence. I felt you know there was a lot of noise uh, on virtually every challenge. On I mean every challenge, personally, um, and uh, but I have seen it back and it's it's lim- limit, uh, limited touch, if if any at all. And um, it's, I, I feel for the for the guys in there because I don't, I don't think they uh, deserve to score against us. Honestly, I've, I've watched it back from, from from the camera, and and you can hardly see anything. Um, I'd I'd love to see it at the other end, but um, but uh, yeah, we got to take it on the chin and, and and go again and get some good training to the boys this week and and try and you know uh, focus on the positives that we we saw today. You know, we we had some real good chances. You know, should have and probably could have been two two and a little at half time with I think Tony's header. Um, Keepers made an unbelievable save from Mark's uh, free kick at the end, and um, so the players. Were, what I liked about it, you know, we we didn't feel sorry for ourselves at one-one. Um, we continued to to attack and try and score goals, and, and we had a couple of opportunities. Thoughts there of Graham Alexander, Roger. Yeah, um, he spoke well. He, he's obviously had the opportunity, as Dan suggested, to go back in to have another look, and he's clearly. <laughs> feeling annoyed and feeling that Bobby Madden was pressured into it by the influence and the noise probably coming from the opposite dugout so um, welcome to Scottish Premiership football Graham mm, I mean I think he's he's obviously watched it and he's had the same opinion as is all here in the studio when we watched it quite amazing that a penalty was given Bobby Madden has saw something but um, it certainly shouldn't have been a penalty kick but he's encouraged by how his team like he says he didn't feel sorry for themselves depressed to try and to get the actual winner uh, Albeit for a terrific save uh, From the St Mirren goalkeeper uh, And like he says He has to get some uh, Some good sessions uh, In this week To look ahead Which is incredibly difficult With the, with the conditions But I'm sure He'll try and make the most Of that indoor facility They have at Ravenscrew He'll be encouraged Gordon With what he's seen today You know he created enough opportunities To win that match The penalty should never have been given 
And uh, as, as uh, Mark said, over the course of the next couple of days, I think uh, putting on a few sessions, maybe some set plays in terms of how they want to set up. I think one of the key things for Motherwell going forward will uh, most certainly they have to get assurances for the players who are out of contract, whether they're going to be committed between now in the summer uh, Alan Campbell which you know he's the type I think will pitch up regardless you got Stephen O'Donnell get the Euros to look forward to he would want to get his uh, kind of contract situation you've got Declan mm. Gallagher as well so for me I would want to know the three are on board to the summer uh, and then Bill for there don't want Alan Campbell to leave but just out of curiosity for any Scottish midfielders who like a tackle is Millwall a good place to be? brilliant <laughs> yeah, they will love him down there I thought you might say uh, that no I'm telling you they'll love him he's all action he's got a wee bit about him he's got a goal from distance uh, where, where have we heard that before Roger You know what I mean I've been doing there And scored for fun and, Self um, praise is no praise Anyway But no I think it would be a great opportunity for them The Championship They're at a decent uh, level Within that uh, division as well And it would be a great stepping stone for the boy uh, Let's hear from Jim Goodwin On the same incident I thought at the time It was a penalty I, I definitely heard a, a sound of contact But I haven't had a chance to watch it back yet So Pleased to get the penalty Which obviously has earned us the point But I do think over the piece The point was probably fair Listen, I, I, Bobby Madden's a, a top referee, you know. Hence why he was uh, the one chosen for the old farm a couple of weeks ago. You know, in my opinion, he's, he's one of the best in the country. Um, and I thought he had a decent game. You know, I did. I mean, if he's not made the right decision on this occasion, then I'm sure he'll be the first one to hold his hands up. But certainly, I felt that Lee Irwin had himself between the ball and the defender. It sounded like the defender kicked through the back of his calf, and you could hear the, almost the boot kind of contact. So. At the time, I thought it was a penalty, you know, and I think if the, if we get the Ethan Erahan one, you know, at that time, I felt we were really on top in the game, and we tried to go and keep going towards the end to try and get the uh, the winner, but unfortunately, it just wasn't happening. Mm, well, I, I mean, we're listening to Jim there. He's saying he's heard contact. Daz was suggesting he heard contact. I don't know what contact they're hearing. We can't see any contact of that sort. I thought it was given for a pull by Declan Gallagher. I don't know, you can't hear a pool, <laughs> obviously So unless we're missing something totally blatant Then I think St Mirren have got off with one there And uh, are pretty fortunate to get the point Yeah, when you when you see some of the stuff on Twitter Both sides are saying that, that it's very fortunate with the goal We've obviously got people who were at the game Who have now seen the, uh, the incident Saying that it was um, you know, not a penalty So I'll be fascinated to see if they can clarify it uh, on the TV over the coming days Indeed, uh, let's go back to the phones and bring in Reagan, who's a Rangers fan in Douglas. Hi, Reagan. Hi, How's it going? You all right? Uh, no badges. Good, man. Yeah, all good in here. What's your point? Uh, it was just over the last few weeks, I've had a few Celtic fans at work in that saying that the few Rangers have been lucky to win or get points in, against Hibs and Celtic. Uh, but in both the games, Rangers failed to concede. I just wondered how we're meant to lose points if teams can't score against us. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I've said it. I keep saying, I keep championing how important that is. 18 clean sheets in 22 is a phenomenal uh, kind of platform to build on. They've managed to do it well. You know, if you look back to the previous couple of seasons, they conceded goals uh, far too easy for my liking. But now there is a resilience. And it's not just the back four. You've got a goalkeeper who is absolutely in top form. And then you've got midfield protection. And, and I think that's part of the way the Rangers set up. So, you know, they're not passing up a lot of opportunities. And I think when you're doing that, you can go on and win games. What did, what did Gary Player used to say about the golf alley? The, the more he practised, the luckier he got. And, yeah, and I think that's down, you know, if Reagan's saying his mates are saying Angels have been lucky, you know, you only need, if you keep a clean sheet, you only need to score one goal to win the game. And they just kept a clean sheet. You know, if it's not the defence excelling, it was Alan McGregor excelling. 
or as you say, it's, it's midfield, you know, protecting Absolutely. the two centre halves. Yeah. They've worked very, very hard. The difference in that Rangers defence is night and day. Think, think about the times in the past where there was a little corridor between Tavernier and Goldson that teams yep. used to exploit. That, that corridor's not there anymore. It's been closed off. Connor Goldson's a player transformed. Balligan was spoken about in the show earlier on. Tavernier gets lauded. Tavernier's a top scorer in the Premiership. Yep. He gets lauded for going forward, for all his set pieces, for all his delivery. But defensively, he's improved as well. Defensively, Barisic has improved as well. So if you can defend like that, maybe don't always need to play your best offensively. One, one goal does it. Well, Mark, that's specifically what you said the other night. When we spoke about can Rangers go unbeaten in the league, that is not the sole reason, but it's the, you said, yes, I think they will because of the goals. They're yeah. the lack. They've conceded five times. Yeah. That's it. That's where my argument is yeah, based on. Because when you look at it, five times to this point in the season uh, is remarkable. Now, I played in some good Celtic sides with some good defenders. We did not go on a run like that Alex has mentioned the amount of clean sheets It's incredible And you're swapping players in and out of that mode. And I don't think it's just purely down to the back four Or they rotate another centre half And I think the midfield three Has a big part to play in it as well And filling gaps And you just can't Even when they're not their best That kind of form You know, yes they will carry wee bits of luck in games But, I mean it's a small percentage it's luck it looks a solid unit And when they do break things up When they do frustrate teams They have that cutting edge at the other side as well To add to it That's what, that's what gives you the gives me the thought Or the belief that they, it is a possibility That they could go unbeaten Regan still got enough to handle Pataudry Without Roof, Arfield and Jack <laughs> Should I? <laughs> yeah, you'd like to think so wouldn't you With the, the, the praise that's been given to the you know Rangers For the way that they've rotated Is that is, is that still go down as a ground where you, you know, is a bit of a banana skin, or have you got how much confidence have you got in that that game tomorrow? No, I'm fully confident. Hopefully, Morelos can get back to top form and help us out. Yeah, well, the one thing about Morelos is he'll be relishing the thought of going up against Ash Taylor, you know, Considine guys who he's had right good ding dongs over the course, and uh, you know he's he's had some success. He's had some kind of. Lesser days where you you know you expect him to do to, to better, but I, I like the fact that when Morelos goes up there and he goes toe to toe with guys that are head and shoulders physically above him, I love it, and and he he will be relishing the, the opportunity to go to toe to toe with him. The duels they had with Scott McKenna used, to, used to be absolutely terrific, and that was a highlight of that fixture. And it's now you know I think Considine saw a red card in the first day of the season, didn't he? There was a couple of more than a couple of bookings I think in the four 0 game in November, so it will be feisty, it will be fiery, but. Unless Aberdeen step up to the plate In a manner in which they haven't done against Rangers this season You would fully expect Rangers to go 22 points clear Thank you very much Reagan. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon 0141 951 1025 Kilmarnock beat Hamilton 2-0 in the other game Let's hear from Alex Dyer Yeah, good performance Start to finish We were excellent To a man we worked very hard uh, Which we have been doing over the weeks um, we, You know, we took our opportunities when they came today And... Um, yeah, happy days all round. We controlled the moments well. When we scored, we, we settled down. We didn't concede straight away. Um, like I said, we were comfortable all afternoon. It was just hard work. Kilty was excellent. You know, he set the tone all afternoon. He worked hard, um, scored two good goals, and um, all round performance. He was brilliant. And then that just triggered everyone else off. You know, and um, like I said, everyone worked worked extremely hard we showed good quality we passed the ball very well to be fair they couldn't live with us today Greg's been he's been good all season for us 
Um, like I said earlier, he's had a, a bad, he had a bad injury. He's out for ages, and he's just started to come back. He's had a good pre-season. Uh, first time he's really had a good pre-season where he, where where he wasn't injured through pre-season, and he's come through and he started the season well. Um, he's stepped, stepped him out the side a couple of times, and he's come back in. You know, and he 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 looks. He looks a good player for us, you know, and he's he's a killy boy. He's, he's one of their own, and it's good to see. So uh, may that continue. Um, but like I said, obviously Eamon's gone now. I wish him all the best. I had text from him this morning, so we changed text this morning. He's on his way. I wish him all the best, and hopefully now we can push on and and put that one to bed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and five goals now for Kilty. He's coming on to some decent form, and uh, I think it seems. What he's saying there, Alec Dyer, that he's really delighted with the three points. His team are starting to show the kind of form that they have done on recent seasons, and you know, seven points out of nine is impressive. And, and what better answer? You know, he's, he's be criticised by some for allowing Eamon Brophy out the building. Greg Kelty, the man who's come in for Eamon Brophy the last couple of weeks, responds with a couple of goals, a man of the match performance. Yep. The other striker, Danny Whitehall, just committed his future to the club. So life after Brophy's maybe not looking as bad as some Kelly fans would have feared. Roger Hanna, thank you. Thanks also to Mark Wilson and Alex Ray for joining me in the studio. Thank you to the top team round the grounds as well. We'd always save the biggest thanks for you. You clearly deserve it more than these guys. Thank you for your calls and your tweets and for listening. Uh, another very interesting afternoon in the weird world of Scottish football. Uh, big games tomorrow, Livy Ross County and of course Aberdeen uh, Rangers. We're back Monday night at 6. Celtic heading to the capital to take on Hibs. We've got a Scottish Cup draw tomorrow morning as well. So lots to get through when we rejoin you on Monday. In the meantime, stay right there and I'll just demand to make your Saturday night. Mr George Bowie's up next with the GBX.